right, we have Pat Ganino. I said it right. And before we even start, thank you very much uh, for this basketball here. Dennis Robin on it, signed signature. The 350,000 subscriber will get this. We'll go through them. From 300 to 350, we'll go through them, and that's who will get the ball. Sounds thank good. you to uh, Patrick. I really appreciate it. Hell of a man. You've worked with tons of celebrities, TV, magazines, charity, you name it. Chevy Chase, uh, Hulk Hogan, Mike yeah. Tyson. The list goes on and on, which we'll get to all that. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you were just in Nashville, right? I was. I was. I was in Nashville. I don't remember. No, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> he it was said, I don't remember. <laughs> it was awesome. What was it? Great place. The, I heard that they're really nice. I have a friend, Matt Cox, who goes there all the time, which is the last person I would think that would go there. You know what it is? You don't realize how small that stretch of Broadway is. So you can hit it from the top to bottom two, three times. Not really, but it's <laughs> short. I mean, you can get through it. And the music is just nonstop from morning till night and the drinks and the energy. I mean, it's it's amazing. Fucking crazy. I love it. So you went right from there to Florida. Yep. And now you're here doing this. And then where do you go from here? So I'm going from here to my cousin, Mike Mackey's house on Fort Worth, the other side. My aunt's there. He's there, his wife, my uncle. And I sent down a mural that I'm going to stretch in his house, and I'm going to paint it there to have a little break, kind of work and play. Okay. Before we get into how you got to where you're at, yeah. your website's too good. Can you pull up uh, tab yeah. one? Yeah, we'll pull up. Now, when you get into all this, when you say mural, yeah. right, what is the difference between a mural and a painting of a person? Like, what is a mural to somebody like me who just knows a painting? I think I classify it more as, like, uh, the difference between being a fine artist and a mural artist, right? So as a fine artist, you know, you go out there and you create some artwork and then you show it to you and you and you and you try to sell it, right? What I do is I sell my product before I even paint it. So you come and say, I have this wall. I want you to paint this on it. I go, here's the price. If you give me half up front, I'll do some designs and I'll actually paint it. So I'm never, ever going to be a starving artist because I set myself up properly. So that's what I think a mural artist is so a, a mural would be kind of be like almost this sounds weird but like a drop shift like a drop shift ship so like if if i you don't have it made i come to you and i say hey right. i want this made now you're going to make it and you ship it yeah so like it could be a building right yeah so it could be something like 12-story building it could be a wall in your living room it could be any kind of public art right what I started doing about eight, nine years ago is instead of painting these directly on the wall of his inside, I would do them on campus, ship them down to wherever they go throughout the country, hire a wallpaper installer, and have them installed on the wall where it looks like it was painted directly. Because then I can do multiple projects at once. I can start whenever I want, stop. I'm not in someone's house, keeps the overhead down, and, you know, it's just easier. Wow. That's, that's awesome. interesting. Yeah. Because I never knew what the difference between, a, you know, just somebody who's not an artist and yeah. does what you do, because you think of a painting. What did you know what a mural was? And don't even say yeah. Yes. Go home. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at this awesome website. So this is Creative uh, Evolution, and if you want to talk a little bit about it, Patrick. Yeah, I mean the name alone, I mean is is something that uh you know is derived actually down in Florida. I started down in Boca, and uh, it's me and this buddy Justin Kusoff. And we were like, we're going to paint murals. I was valeting cars at the time. I was just parking cars. And I got to tell you, it's my favorite job ever. I loved it. You know what I mean? I was driving Lexuses, you know, whatever car. It was amazing for an 18-year-old kid. And one of the places where we valeted, I was like, hey, do you want to get a mural on your wall? And they were like, yeah. And uh, so I got this kid, Justin, and we're like, we're going to call it, like, you know, like creative evolution. Like, we thought it was, like, wicked cool, you know? So we made up little cars, and we did this mural on the side of the building. It's a little restaurant. 
And then we went to him. We're like, what do you think? He's like, I like it a lot. We're like, all right, it's like $2,000. He's like, no. <laughs> I, really, I probably should give him the price before I start. <laughs> so he gave us whatever he gave us. I learned a very hard lesson, but uh, but it was good. It was a good that thing. That was the beginning. Go to uh, the, the media and just some of the things he's done. He's done. Uh, work. Go to work. Go to work. Yeah, right there. You've been on Rob Report. When I saw that, I said, wow. That's, That's on the press. Judge Tyson, Judy's house. Tyson Hogan, Alice Gronkowski. Nice guy. Whole family's nice. Did he did he sign back with Tampa? Not yet. I don't free agent so. still. Yeah. Still free agent. Yeah, he'll probably go back. He's going back, right? Why not? Yeah, he's got to. You have that kind of energy, man. You're just bored. Yeah, yeah. and he's so tough. Yeah. Karma Electra, Chevy, Chevy Chase. There he is, Uncle Paulie. Uh, Uncle Paulie. <laughs> One of the nicest guys in the world. Love it, Dennis. John, John Daly. Daly. How is he, John Daly? He was a nice guy. I actually didn't meet him personally until years after. I was hired from the uh, Dave Faraday show to do a mural in his living room. And uh, that was one where I did it on canvas, shipped it to Arkansas, and uh, installed it in his house. And we ended up going, at that time, he had owned the golf course across the street, and his brother and his daughters worked there. And and uh, and I remember going to driving around the little golf carts with the daughters, you know, cute little blondes. And, and we went to this local bar, and it was just like, you were in like the backwoods, different world. You know Middle of nowhere type of Middle thing. Middle of nowhere. Yeah. You go to his house, it's beautiful. Everything else is like <laughs> dust. <you know? laughs> yeah. And then you were on Bar Rescue, Kitchen Nightmares, all that we'll get to. Uh, now, Judge Judy, click on that, Rob. Right. Now, how how do you get, how does one get contacted by Judge Judy to paint her house? I mean, that's kind of where really I would say the celebrities started. Um, it's weird. You know what? I was I was teaching like clouds, doing murals, and this time it was like really before YouTube. So you could have classes and teach people how to do faux finishing and murals, and you could charge, you know, twelve hundred dollars a person for a four day class, get ten, twenty people in there and bank, you know? So I did this class for these wallpaper guys. Wallpaper was kind of going out of style at the time, and they were these old, I mean they all had like white beers. This is before <laughs> beers were popular, man. It's just like the wallpaper style, you know? And they want to learn how to do the faux finishing. They want to learn how to make things look like wood or glaze and so on and so forth. So they came and I did a little class. And uh, this one guy, I think his name was Bill. Uh, I get a call maybe eight months later. And they're like, hey, we have a project you want you to look at in Greenwich. It's for, you know, the judge. And I was like, ah, whatever. You know, no big deal. No idea what judge, no right? Idea. Yeah, yeah. This house is like in mid-construction. So <laughs> I go down and it's just massive. 20,000 square foot house. They're still not telling me who it is yet either. Do you know it was 20,000 square feet that you're about to deal with? Oh, listen, when I looked at it, I was like this. <laughs> then they came with the paperwork and they were like, listen, here's the deal. And it was like, a, I want to say it was like a $120,000 job for us, right? And then the paperwork came. And it was, I had never signed a contract that detailed them. I was like, what's going on here? Bro? What judge is it? And it was like, you know, you have... It was like, you have 45 days to finish a project every day over. You get charged back $10,000. I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> and then it started coming out. It was it was Judy Scheinland and blah, 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 blah. And, and uh, I was like, all right, cool. It was a great project. I, I ended up hiring like seven people because I was like, we are not going over 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> but that was crazy, too, because we rented out like a bunch of rooms in some like crappy motel in, uh, in Stanford. And so we'd go to work all day, seven days a week. We'd come home late at night, and uh, and we had the rooms that were, that were opposite in the hallway. There were a couple of them. And we'd come home one night, and we would we would stop in Stanford. We'd have a couple beers, and we'd come home nice and loose. And we'd come up to the room, and, like, there's wires going from the doors, right? And we open the doors, and, like, all our shit's gone. There's, like, cameras in there and stuff. And 
So we go downstairs. We're like, hey, what's going on there? Like, oh, I'm sorry. We're actually filming a movie here with De Niro. What? We had to move all your stuff up to the third floor or whatever it was. So we go up to the third floor, and the rooms are now opposite, but everything's set up literally perfectly opposite. It's like, it was mind-blowing. It was a little weird. And then we stalked De Niro. We waited outside until he, uh, he came out. Did he get to meet him? No. No. In and out, bro. We're De Niro, you know. So cool. you get the gig. You have no idea what judge it is. No. You get there. It's 20,000 square feet. You're like, oh. Okay, 20,000 square feet. Okay, this is interesting. Yeah. You get in middle of nowhere other than there. Mm-hmm. You have to hire guys. Then you realize if it's not done on time, you're getting charged, yeah. right? Unbelievable. <laughs> and then you go to work, and De Niro's doing a movie when you're on a deadline. It was a weird experience. Man. The whole <laughs> thing was wild. And then she came in probably halfway through the project, and she's a tiny lady, you know? And uh, she had just signed her first $300 million syndication deal. Mm, I mean, so she was happy. I bet she was. Super sweet lady. Very nice to me. And I was actually working. Well, you're painting her house. I was doing nice. I was making, (laughs) listen, everybody's always happy. I made things look pretty. I got the easy job. But she's in her office and some sort of contractor or some tradesman on the job, it's, it's fucked something up bad. And then I heard the Judge Judy you see on TV, and she just laid into him, and I was just like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just doing your thing. like mm. Patrick, I like her, but I'll tell you what. If I saw her as my judge, I'd go to my lawyer. Plea, plea, <laughs> no trial with this one. Yep. Nope. Out. Out. Whatever she is willing to plea, I'll take it, and let's run. <laughs> when you? Yeah, it was, she was a little scary, man. When I first met her, I was like, oh, she's so sweet. And then I saw her act like that, and I was like, mm, I'm going to stay away. I'm going to do a good yeah, job. She's one of those judges, like, if you're guilty... You're not getting out of it. No empathy. No empathy. No empathy. You're done. Yeah. And whatever the higher end is, you're going to get. That's it. You know? Yeah. So you do that. that. That's awesome. That turned into, I ended up making friends with this guy, Ed, who was a part of this company called Armorfo. It's not even around anymore, I don't think. And they were trying to sell us on these plasters. Because the home is so big, it's a big money project for this company to sell us these tubs of plaster to do different textures and so forth. And... Um, so we ended up buying for them. I created a relationship with them, and they actually passed me on to Rosie O'Donnell, who was moving back from Chicago to Jersey. She had just, you know, gotten out of her contract with Oprah. She was doing the, I think it was like some uh, Oprah show or something like that that didn't pan out. And uh, so we started doing houses for her, and and that was, and it just starts propelling at that point. You start getting branched out more and more. You know, it was cool. Do you know why we were talking about Howard before we started? Why does he hate her so much? He doesn't anymore. They're friends now. Oh, they're friends now? Yeah, they're friends now. Why did he hate her so much? Do you remember? You know what? you got two big ego, a personality, opinionated individuals, man. And 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 earlier on, I believe both of them just did not have the capability of backing down. You know what I mean? Like grudge and nobody's going to give in. No. Blue. I like blue. I like green. And nobody's going to be like, all right, blue's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like when you get older, you're just kind of like, who cares? You know? Yeah. I think Enough. he's like that. Yeah. She's like that. I mean, he did the same stuff with Chevy Chase. I mean, they used to call, you know, Chevy's house and, like, prank call the housekeeper. And it would make him crazy. He'd come on and go nuts. But I just I don't think he's like that anymore. I think he's just chill. This episode is sponsored by Let's Get Checked. Are you the man your father was? Recent studies have shown that men's testosterone levels are dropping substantially since the 1980s at about an average of 1% per year. Low testosterone can have all type of health effects. It can affect your muscle mass memory, mood, sex drive, you name it. And yes, low testosterone is more common the older you get, but can affect men at any age. So let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. They're a worldwide leader in at-home testing kits, and their male hormone test lets you easily test your testosterone levels at home. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in a discreet packaging with next-day delivery. 
Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available to you in your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician and a member of Let's Get Check nursing team may call you to review your results. Let's Get Check laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which is the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So if you want to test your hormone levels without having to leave your home, visit trylgc.com backslash MSCS. Special offer for MSCS media viewers. Use promo code MSCS at checkout and get 30% off your test. The link is in the description below at the top. Podcast is brought to you by Monster Energy. Tear into a can of the meanest energy drink on the planet, Monster Energy. It's the ideal combo of the right ingredients in the right proportion to deliver a big bad buzz that only Monster can. Monster packs a powerful punch, has a smooth, easy drinking flavor. Athletes, musicians, co-eds, road warriors, metalheads, geeks, hipsters, and bikers dig it. You will too. Monster Energy is more than just the green OG. Monster has Monster Ultra, Juice Monster, Monster Hydro, Rehab Monster, Dragon Tea, Monster Max, Muscle Monster, and many more. Buy on Amazon, buy on Walmart, or go to monsterenergy.com and believe me, you'll find a place. Unleash the beast. Monster Energy. This episode is brought to you by Aurora. Do you know what the fastest growing crime in America is? For years, this crime rate has been surging and affecting millions of Americans. I'm talking about identity theft, and there's a new victim every 14 seconds. That's why I'm excited to partner with Aurora, who is sponsoring this video. Aurora is identity theft protection, fraud monitoring, a VPN, password management, and antivirus software all combined into one easy-to-use app. Aurora monitors the dark web for your emails, passwords, and social security numbers and sends alerts fast, right to your phone and email. Don't put your family at risk. Try Aurora for free for two weeks and see if your personal identifiable information has leaked to the dark web. Start your free trial at https colon backslash backslash A-U-R-A dot com backslash M-S-C-S. Link is in the description below. How'd you get so in with Chevy Chase? I mean, Chevy Chase, you're not talking about, you know, uh, Joe Schmo. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, how does Patrick get in with Chevy Chase? Too? I mean, if you want to keep going the route from Rosie, or I can fast forward <laughs> because it all it all connects. It really does. You know, Rosie ended up getting me connected with Burt Young, who played Uncle Paulie and Rocky, right? Yeah. And Burt Young's an artist. So Rosie's an artist as well. She's an artist. And Burt she? Young's an artist. So my connection has always been kind of through the art. And so I got connected with Burt Young, and through that, I met this guy named Nikki C., who represented Stallone, and he wanted Burt to sign all these items from Stallone, right? And um, so I looked up Nikki C., and I saw that he represented people like Rodman. He was part of this company called Prince Marketing Group, owned by Darren Prince, who's a great guy and a great friend now. And they represented Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman and Chevy Chase and so on and so forth. So Nikki comes up and says, listen, I need, uh, I'd like to have these signing with Burt Young. I want to spend, you know, let's say two grand and I want this many items signed, right? Whatever the number was. And Burt was like, I want 2,500. And that's kind of Burt's way. Like, it doesn't even matter what the number is. You could say, he could be like, I want 10 grand. If you say like, all right, here's 10 grand. I need 11 grand. Yeah. Every yeah. single time it's a nightmare. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. So, you know, we're, we're in a situation where we're $500 apart. Burt doesn't care. You know what I mean? But I want to meet this guy, Nikki, because I want to get in that circle because I, I see value there, you know? So I call Nikki. I go, Nick, I'm going to cover the $500 difference, but let's go out to dinner afterwards. And he's like, you're going to do that? And I was like, yes. 
So we did. We went out to dinner, and he ended up connecting me with Dennis Rodman. And through Dennis Rodman, I became really friendly with Darren Prince from Prince Marketing Group, who ended up hooking me up with Chevy Chase. And that weekend is is insane because it started off with me getting a call from Dennis Rodman on a Thursday asking to do a painting of Tyson and his wife for a flight I'm going out on Sunday. So I got two days to do this painting. So I'm like, I could do it two days. I'm a super fast painter. So I look up some images. I start painting. It's coming out great. I get a call from Darren Prince. He's like, Chevy's in Rhode Island. He wants to meet you. I'm like, when? He's like, tomorrow. I'm like, I just lost a day. <laughs> I'm literally losing a day, and I got to get this done. So I'm doing this paint. I'm working. It's wet. I drive up to Rhode Island, meet Chevy Chase real quick. Guys, all energy. He's old, but funny, quick. Like, his wit is just, it's still spot on. Kind of like a Trump. He's older, but his wit is all there. It's all there. And then you compare somebody else's age, and there's no wit. Well, think about it. It's like a, it's like a muscle, right? The, the mind. And he's been doing humor and, and been having comebacks like that for 60 years, wherever long. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like muscle memory type totally, thing. Totally, totally. Yeah. But his sense uh, of humor, man, is still, it's dry and it's crass. Wow. It's, it's that 80s humor, you know? Imagine how many girls he got in his prime. They were probably just falling over. And you can make them laugh. Done deal. Yeah, totally. <laughs> right? He was. He's great. He is great. So we do all the all the merchandise I design for him now. Ah, uh, that's so. So cool. anything you buy in officialchevychase.com is is typically designed by me. Ah, uh, it's so badass. And it's fun, and he loves it. That's amazing. And then you know when you look back at this stuff, this is a kid from Connecticut, right? Yeah. You're in Connecticut. I never knew that they had such good pizza until I met Roger Stone. <laughs> you didn't. never knew that. I never had. I never ever heard that Connecticut had a good pizza that like the, the thin, the thin crust, right? Yep. Did you Did you know that before we told you? That I did not know. You never had Pepe's. You knew. Mm-mm. No, I never had Mike's Pepe's. From Stanford, man. You know, he knows. Stone took me to somewhere in Boca. Yeah. Or maybe Boyton. It's Connecticut pizza place. Yeah. It is good. I never knew that though. We have great pizza, man. We're right. Listen, we're right outside of New York. I know. I just I thought it was always New York and Philly. And then the water would always be shipped from New York, supposedly, to wherever. Everybody would just say that to get customers. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> the East, of course. that's what we do up there. You but know? now down here, you get all the New Yorkers, right? You yeah. get everybody from the top. Is I don't even know anybody who's from Florida originally. No, me right? neither. Me neither. Yeah. None of them. That's why no. there's no houses to buy, and that's why they're a million dollars when they were 300000 two weeks ago. That's right. That's true. <laughs> you know, they're all coming from New York. Unbelievable. And they're coming, you know, it's all these, because in New York, a friend of ours, he sold his house in New York. He paid five hundred for it, couple renovations twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, normal guy. Now sells it for one point four. Moves down here to Fort Lauderdale. Yep. Buys a house for seven eight. Has six hundred left over. He's opening up a taco. Isn't he's Italian? Yeah. And he's putting an Italian twist on tacos. Really? So he's going to open up a taco joint that that's Italianized yeah, yeah. in Fort Lauderdale. I like it. Because in New York, you had a pizza shop. Yep. So down here, there's, everybody's already down here from New York with pizza shops. So, Switch it up. And now that's not a bad idea. Fort Lauderdale with the tacos, yeah. and you put a little Italian twist on it. Let right? me know how that is. I'll let you know. <laughs> you can come with me. You I'll, try it first. I'll be there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're the taste tester. Here. So now, what are you? You're you're eighteen, nineteen. Yep. And you get this gig for a club in Boca Raton, right? That's right. To do your first mural, yeah. and it's five. Their budget's five hundred, yeah. and it basically costs you five hundred to do it. Brutal. But you do it anyway. So excited, right? Well, it's your <laughs> first one, right? I was like, I just made five hundred dollars. I was like, I didn't make five hundred dollars. <laughs> so take me through that, because that's your first one. That has to stick out. I was so I was valet parking, and I was uh, I was working at Blockbuster. 
Blockbuster. Yeah, me too. I loved working there, man. I'm not going to lie. Did you know when you were a kid that there was the adult section in the far right? No, man. We knew. In the far right, where the games are, and you're always looking to get your game as a kid, and you're looking for the car behind the back. Well, if you ju- they're all set up the same way. If you if you were a kid and you turned and you looked to the right, right there, there was a curtain. Now, when we're kids, we just think, you know, that's where the stock is. We're right. thinking maybe the game that we want is back there. Oh, no, no, no. That's where the fun stuff is for the older guys. Where's Tommy? He's been in there for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so, depending. <laughs> we all sweaty. You're all sweaty. And then they got destroyed. They went out of business. <laughs> I love that. I know. That brings back memories of his kid like crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. So so back then, listen, we, my, my friend was working at a nightclub called, uh, I think it was B-Bar, I think it was called. And it was down the street from Club Boca, which was a huge little club in Boca. And uh, yeah, they wanted a little reggae night, and I was I was down with it. I mean, I drank there free all the time because he worked there. I mean, I was broke. I worked at Blockbuster, so that's where I went because I drank free, and banged it out. And it was the first of many. I mean, Florida kind of made me take off, you know. So that was your first painting, and at the time you were working at Blockbuster, right? Mm-hmm. So you do that, and then that leads to other people recognizing you off of that five hundred dollar painting, and you get more jobs. You just hustle like at that point like i didn't understand i didn't understand the residential sort of market so i only knew commercials so i would just go up and down and just walk into commercial spaces and like pitch them cold every single time i did that for years i mean when i was doing it as a kid it was one thing when i chose to do this as a career a couple of years later like i really picked it up i mean between the phone book you know cold calling designers architects builders and then just going up commercial strips and just walking in I saw that, and then I saw it was about three or four years, right, in between yeah. like ninety five, ninety six, and then ninety nine. You open up creative Evolution. evolutions, right, yeah. and then you cold call, and then you go to their house. If that doesn't work, then you mail them. Yeah. What happened to the go getters? They're not around anymore. Mm-hmm. That calls and calls, and then if that doesn't work, they knock <clears> on the door, and then if that doesn't work, then they mail, and it, then if that you just drive them nuts to the point where they have works, to hear though. you. It, it does. still works, but nobody does. Not many people do it anymore. I have artists reach out to me once, twice a week, and I give them the same pitch. I'm like, if you really, because they're like, I want to do what you do. I'm like, listen, it's a lot of work to do what I do. It didn't happen overnight. You know what I mean? Like I put in the legwork. I mean, I I sweated, I struggled financially, but if you want to do it, here's the formula right here. They don't do it. They don't you know, they're not going to do it. It's after an energy. How bad do you want it? You know what I mean? It's like, listen, it's like the person who wants to get in shape for the gym, right? Uh, they're eating Cinnabons and they're 20 pounds overweight, you know, and all you got to do is go to the gym. Like, put the Cinnabon down and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Effort and energy. And in, in your case, your competition, basically, they make 10 calls. Maybe they knock on one door. They're right. tired. They go back. Right. Hey, baby, can you grab me a six-pack on the way home? Did you go look for jobs today, Patrick? Yeah, yeah. You know, tomorrow's a new day, honey. Right? But meanwhile... I like the challenge. If you don't say no to me, man, I'm not going to stop. And I would do that because if you think about it, I wasn't necessarily just going after specific commercial businesses, although I was when I did the door-to-door because I was short-term cash. I wanted long-term cash. Long-term cash came from architects, builders, designers. Because if you can get your claws in one of them and they like you and they respect you, they're going to go sell for you. Now I get to sit back like this, and they're selling their clients. They get their little piece. Don't get me wrong, but that's the real value. So if you get eight to ten interior designers, three or four builders, maybe an architect, you're easy street at that point. Because the celebrity and athlete, pain, athlete paintings, they're big number sales, right? Yep. And you can do them, but when you start doing you know, interior design and houses, that's longevity. And like with the architects, now you're their guy. Yep. And you're going to make a hell of a lot more that way. 
Am I right or wrong? Then like twenty grand, or it balances itself. It out? all goes back and forth. So like you know, the celebrities are great because it, it almost gives you you know it makes you look a little taller, so it looks good. Makes the portfolio look good. Portfolio. Hell yeah! The developers, the designers, like oh my god, you worked with so and so, and Tyson it, Johnson. It, yeah, it lets you get the door a little bit. You're in. But before I had that, I had to just go with my straight wits and annoy the fuck out of them until they let me in. Yeah. But now it's easier. I mean, you know, they see it and you automatically have credibility. So yeah. So now what pops? Like it's a couple years later, but what pops to the point? What what was that sign? Because I, I know you were getting bigger and bigger, and more designers wanted you high profile, and you realize you had to expand to New York. Yeah, but that's a big jump. That takes yeah. balls. Yeah, and a, a big balls. Yeah, and a lot of capital. I would assume no capital. No capital to move to New, to expand to New York. It was whole, yeah. I mean, we we were broke. You know, I had, no. I'm saying it takes a lot of capital to do cash. So. Yeah, I had nothing. We would go into these major projects. Like on a, st- bro, it's brutal. I love these stories because I, I know I've been through it too. I got two of them. I got the twelve-story building in Brooklyn, and then I have the Martha Stewart building in Manhattan. Both of them, we had we had the ability to do them, but we had no business being there financially. I mean, we were broke. Like we didn't even know if we were gonna have enough money for the product to get the next <laughs> payment. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I mean, that's when I really kind of pushed up on uh, the builder, especially in the twelve-story Brooklyn one, because. We rented out this little flat by the promenade. It was an Irish bar next door, and we would work all day and oh, drink really? all night. It was amazing. It was an awesome experience, but we were hungover. We were broke. We didn't oh, have any money. Irish bar of all places. Oh, my you got to paint? Oh, that beautiful dark wood. You oh. know what I mean? <laughs> it was awesome. That's the project. Yeah, there it is. Oh, that's it right and, there? Uh, and I remember wow. calling the uh, the building uh, owner, and I was like, hey, man, we're ready for our next payment. And he's like, yeah, we're not going to have that till Monday. I'm like, well, we, we, we can't go back then, so we're going we're gonna to need that money. And he's like, all right, I'll have something for you at the end of the day. Oh, wow. Wow, but yeah, that was a that was a fun one. That's got to be hard, hard too, hard as hell on the angle like that. Twelve stories, man, going up. The first nine stories are good. You're on an electric plank, right? And you have two engines. Now, what's that rope there? Go back, Rob. So that rope is attached to the scaffold. That oh, rope's attached shit. to the top of the building. There's an engine on either side. You turn it, and the rope gets pulled through, and you get pulled up the building. Wow. So when I you're take da- you, you're not afraid of heights. Man, I wasn't until like we got to the tenth floor. <laughs> oh man! And birds started flying by my head, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Whoa!" I waved to you from the bottom. Yeah, Pat. exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so that was one. The other one was a Martha Stewart building. We would we were doing a Venetian plaster, which is a very expensive high end plaster, and uh, we would drive to the Martha Stewart building. You know, every night at eleven o'clock, we didn't have money to stay, so we would drive from Connecticut, get there at eleven at night, work till six seven in the morning, and drive back. <sighs> So one day we get there, and I probably shouldn't even tell this story. It's horrible. But uh, one day we get there, and it's my buddy, uh, Mike Sundell. He worked for me for 10, 12 years. Great guy. And uh, we met a buddy from high school. He was in Manhattan. He had his own bar restaurant. We're like, oh, we'll go by and say hi. You know what I mean? So this is probably 8 o'clock at night. We're not starting until 11. Horrible idea. We go to the bar. We have a couple of drinks. We decide we're going to take the night off. We're working hard. We're just going to go out with him, have a great time. It's his restaurant, blah, blah, blah. We ended up going out all night, coming back to where our SUV was with all our tools and products parked on the road, gone. Oh. They towed it. Oh. And we don't have any money, man. And you're broke like, as a joke, we're right? We're broke. Like, we don't have any money. Major, major, major play right now. We can't even this, do this. This is the job. make or break. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and I looked at Mike and I was like, man, this is how you become homeless right here. <laughs> yeah. We got no car, cell phone's almost dead. <laughs> we got no money. 
So uh, I think one of us took the train back, and we we had to finagle, borrow from Paul to pay Peter, and and work it out. But that was a little bit of a delay on that one. So how, how do you see? Like my question is, you're looking at that mural, right? The Statue of Liberty. One, if I go back to yep. here, hold on. So we see. Um, sorry, it's a little slow here. So let me go to this angle here. All right, so you can see, you know, I'm looking down at it, right? Mm -hmm. I imagine like drawing on a piece of paper, right? I can see the whole paper. I kind of know when I'm drawing it. Like this just seems like how do you know? It's where it gets you technical. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah so, like, so it's math. Do you remember in first grade, you were given a drawing, and it was like let's say a duck, and there's like a little grid drawn around with squares, and then you get a, a blank grid, and you're supposed to look at each square and draw the let's say the beak of the duck on that one, and you look at. It. That's all I'm doing, man, is I grid these things out on a wall on a large scale, and I use math. So I know that, let's say that window at the bottom goes up 10 feet, right? I know that the base of that is probably going to be 3 feet, and I measure off. You know, it's it's just all math. Wow. That is so interesting how I, I could, artist, is that what you would consider yourself an artist? I'm something. <laughs> okay. Artist and some. Yeah. So I consider that, like, artist and some and that is amazing to me that you're looking like you notice the windows and then that's how you would judge part of your height well, you measure right? the whole thing so yeah. let's say this whole thing is you know 40 feet tall by 15 feet wide i'd basically put it on photoshop especially now you know what i mean i'll yeah. make a little 15 foot by 40 feet put my image in there and i grid it out on there first i mean it's it's all math that's the hard part once i get it drawn up man then I'm just cruising. That's fun. I would need the painting by numbers, so like it drawn out with like the six and the seven and what color <laughs> right, it was. Right, then, right. then I'd be good. I would need you to go up there and sketch it yeah. and just tell me what color to put in yeah, where. Yeah, exactly. And then you got to go back up and mess exactly. up and, and fix when I go over I'll the line. I'll be at the Irish bar. You <laughs> yeah, you'll be at that. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, I know you're a little fucked up right now, but you got to go back up because we're not going to get the job. <laughs> so as you were growing up, mm. you love challenges, right? Always. So if you couldn't paint landscape, you would do landscape. Yep. So when you have these challenges and these deadlines, this is second nature to you because that that's your drive kind of, right? It was a thrill, man. For a long period of my career, I would uh, it was almost like getting ready for a race or a game. Like you would get that anxious and you just get all pumped up. And I, like, I still get it to a certain extent, but I've been doing it for so long. Um, the, the challenges are different challenges. Not like I can't wait to paint a, a sky and a ceiling or a portrait. Like I've done it a million times, so I know I can do it. And I can do it almost at free will. So the challenges are a little bit different, and uh, but but it's still I still love it. I mean, I wake up every day and I get to do what I love, you know. Now, when you have that deadline early on, not yeah. now, early on, like you know, you're doing Martha, you're getting there. Yeah. When you have problems like you had, but you know, somebody stole your stuff. Now you yeah. get a little bit further on, a little bit bigger. Think of a time. Of, Let of me a, be clear. Sure. I don't go to the Irish pubs anymore. Okay. I was younger. <laughs> All right, yeah. Now I take it a little more yeah. seriously. <laughs> no. We don't do that anymore. No, he no longer, Patrick <laughs> no longer goes to, the, we're talking beginning of career to yes, now. This yes. is, we're just talking about how he got to where he got. That's the past. <laughs> I don't want my clients saying, where's Pat? He's been gone for two yeah. hours. Yeah, no, you're not going to have a painting with your head on the mm. left side and your, <laughs> your, your foot on the, I don't know, top <laughs> or something, right? right? <laughs> little Picasso. So now, give me a time when, you know, other than the tools, when you had a major job to do and you had a deadline like the Judy deadline and you didn't think you were going to hit it, something happened. How did, how did you handle it? You know, it's, it's, uh, I, I think the most stressful deadlines I've ever had were the TV shows and I was involved in those for, for a short period of time. And they were well paid. Originally, they were free when you first get into Extreme Home Makeover, but you would be given a task, a monumental task, and you would have 
zero time to do it. I think the first episode at a bar rescue, they had like a 30-foot wide wall, 15 feet tall. I had to paint four cars going across it. And so I designed it, and they were paying me really well for it. And I was like, listen, I need like three artists to help me because we have one night to do it. Again, you're starting at 10 at night. you got to be done at 6 in the morning. And they're like, yeah, 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 no problem, no problem. So I drive up to Massachusetts. I get there. There's no artists. It's me. And I got like six to eight hours to do this. It's fucking impossible. It's not even possible. You know what I mean? So now you look at the grand scale of it and you have to start pulling things out. You know what I mean? You got to dumb it down so you still get that huge sort of look that they're looking for, but you're, you got to shave off hours, like hours, man. So uh, you just get creative. But I like that. I thought you would and I thought that would be the one because you had said that you got the call, you get the gig, you go there, and it's basically just go. Yeah. No direction, no nothing. Listen, there was one Kitchen Nightmares I did. It was in Bridgeport. and it was I want to see this one first. Real quick. There it is so, right there. Right here. So, so, see the cars are all nice? Yeah, and yeah. The whole background was supposed to be beautiful, colored. <laughs> I was like, there's no way, man. We, we cannot get it done. And that was, go back up, Rob. That was Bar... That was Bar Rescue. First bar Rescue season. season one, right? Yeah. Episode 10, 110. Yeah. And then you did the, the Kitchen one. Now, I would think that the Kitchen one would be the worst ever. That was crazy. So that one, again, one night, I did have two people with me. They wanted the bar to be gold leafed. Gold leaf is a very thin, it's like a square this big. It's very thin. Like you blow on it, it would fall apart. So you have to deal with it delicately. We're doing the whole wall like that. Oh, really? Dining room, I'm taking the white panels and I'm making them look like wood, right? Wow. I got one night to do it. So I'm doing that. My guys are doing the gold. I bang this thing out. I get done at six in the morning. I'm whipped problem is it's not drying mm. like it's not drying at all like at all like i could touch it and it was like i just put it on there there's nothing i can do the show is starting in like two hours you know <laughs> what i mean i just left <laughs> i was like well let's go for miles no but they, they actually invited me to come back for uh i was on the i was actually on that episode with my wife uh, my sister and my brother-in-law Congratulations. And, and uh, we had dinner, and, and Gordon came up. He's actually a super, super nice guy. But Did I, he know that you left when it wasn't dry? I sat in the middle <laughs> table away from the wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <absolutely>. <laughs> Nobody would fucking touch it. He runs in and says, shit, the fuck Can you put fans in, or over the one who worked with this? Bro, it was, I don't know what was going on. Man. I don't know. There was nothing that we could do. It was just, it is what it is. I just saw the kitchen thing, and I thought that had to be hell. Not even the painting, just thinking, like, that must be a mess in the kitchen. Kitchens are crazy because you're also dealing with like like they're dirty. You know what I mean. That's what I mean. Like you're you're an artist. You're in there totally because a piece of dirt can mess up the whole thing. It's tough. You're working around people. You got multiple tradesmen. Everybody's there at the same time in one night trying to bang this out. Uh, but it's a cool experience. Like don't get me wrong, I love doing it. Again, really good pay. I would never do it again. Like I get tired <laughs> thinking about it. I remember one time I was driving back from Mass, and I was I was like doing one of these man just nodding. I was like I can't keep doing this. Too much of a pace. And then you do a lot of stuff for charity. Yeah, 100%. A lot. You give mm -hmm. back, which which is really cool. A yeah. lot of people don't, especially now. Listen, my first 10, 12, 15 years, I was a charity. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I got to the point where I could give back, I, I love doing it. And it's not, and again, I paint super fast. So it's kind of, there's no reason why I can't do it. You Were know? you always able to paint that fast and accurately? Like you just had that gift fast, not accurately. So when I first started, <laughs> <laughs> when I first started, I knew that if I didn't want to uh, be a starving artist, uh, don't charge by the hour. I'm charging by the job. So even back in the day, I would charge. This is the flat rate for the project, no matter how long it takes. If it takes longer, it's on me. If it's shorter, I get rewarded. So my my earlier work was fine, 
but it definitely is not where it is now because I was trying to get it done. I had a little baby. I was trying to take care of my kids, and I was like, we got to get paid. We got to get paid. Uh, but as I got older and, and my technique got tighter, the speed kept with it. Now I could do a portrait of you in a couple hours. It looks dead on. Really? Yeah, it's super awesome. And that's probably one of many things that separates you from everybody else. So that speed in the beginning that was okay, Yeah. now a lot of the client because people like even me, I have no patience. Yeah. So if I have- I don't either though. That's why I'm trying to- (laughs) Okay. I don't be here all day. Now imagine if we have Tom Brady's money, you know, 300 million. I have no patience and I want it tomorrow. Yeah. And if it's good and it's right, I'll pay you a million. If it's bad, throw it away. Who can do it fast again? Right? Always. But it happens like that though. Like the Dennis Rodman story asked me to paint a picture of him and Tyson and I got to be, you know, flying out in two days. Most people will be like, I can't do it. You got to decide where is that effort and energy. Are you going to jump and do it and get it done? Because the accolades that come along with that, that project that I did for free for Rodman as a friend for Tyson got me the Dennis, the Tyson project, which paid me a lot of money. So to me, that's my marketing dollars, right? Well, that's why you are where you are. Yeah. <clears throat> do you believe that one day he couldn't come in and the guy that is okay with the board, I won't say his name, right? I call him. Always, come, always needs this. Always needs yeah. a couple bucks. Hey, buddy, what are you doing? I'm cooking a crock pot. Okay. You want to come in and do the board? Paid. You're always complaining about money. Nah, I, I got to stir the crock pot. There it is right there. <laughs> I said, right. Isn't the crock pot cook itself? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like don't you just put it in and don't you have a girlfriend? Right. Uh, okay. Sounds good. Yeah. But that's how the people that's are different today. different so. Yeah. What do you want? Do you want it? How bad do you want it? That's what it I want it bad. To. I so. want to be an artist my whole life. It's fun. Availability. Always. You know? And again, like, so worst case, Not I'm rushing away. around to do a painting to go see Mike Tyson. Like, wah. You know what I mean? Oh, jeez. Oh. oh, oh, you have to rush. Tough life. And you have to leave the house. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you have a kid. Look, right. daddy's going for a good reason. Right. Okay, he's going to get meet Mike Tyson and Robin, and this is going to propel his career. Yeah. He will be back. You call me Uncle Dad. I'll see you in four days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could be the uncle for right. four days, right? <laughs> How was true. Tyson when you met him? I thought he was super nice, man. I mean, uh, I've worked with a bunch of celebrities. He's one where I was I was really excited because I watched boxing as a kid. Actually, with my cousin Mike's dad, we used to watch boxing all the time, and, and he used to take me to Foxwoods and, and, and see it. So when I first met him, uh, I walked in with, with Rodman and his girlfriend, and we were sh- we were showing the uh, the painting of Tyson and his uh, Bite wife. your ear off there? Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know what he was doing. I looked at the picture afterwards. I was like, awesome. You know he bit it twice? He better two yeah. pieces off. Yeah, I didn't know. That. I thought it was you only one. That? No, I thought it was just one until no. Bobby Chess told me twice. Yeah, you see it though when you watch it again. Well, you put hot sauce on the gloves. I got tired of him. You go back to that. Go back, go back. Look at my eyes. Oh, yeah, you look tired. <laughs> yeah. So crank that one out. Went out there. We go to uh, Tyson's ranch. We walk in, and and you walk in. It's like kind of a big open area with offices on the left. And so it's Dennis, me, and his girlfriend. And all I hear is, "Ramen, get in here." We walk go. in, and the room is like full of smoke. He's yeah. got a joint behind his ear, <laughs> one in his hand. And I'm just like, oh my God. So we open that up and he starts going crazy. That's amazing. I should put you on the podcast. Come here, come sit down next to me. So I sit down. He's like, I want you to paint me with horns coming out of my head. And I was like, man, he's real high. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, I want horns. And so we talked about it for a while. And, uh, and then I got up and I was talking to his wife, Kiki. And I was like, does he really want that? Because he wanted like a big. 10 foot 10 foot Pete like big <laughs> I'm like does he really want that and she's like yeah and she shows me a picture of uh, like the horns like Caesar horns you know I'm like alright so I go back tomorrow I was like yeah alright listen I was like let's take a picture of you show me the face you want so I took a shot of him and his mouth's open he's, you know, he's got the beard and 
I was like, all right. So I went back and painted it, banged it out, and then we flew back out and delivered it. And, and, and that was the go back, Rob. That was the the other one, right? Yeah. That I got the glove too. Back. That's a close up. Uh, yeah, there's that one. It might be uh, right yeah, there. That one, that one, yeah. That is now. How long did that take you to do? I know, I know you're you're speed, speedy Gonzalez, but that's pretty damn big, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, usually I can do a ten by ten like that in two, three hours. We'll show. I'll show you what? the bulk one and stuff. Yeah, I'll show you a couple that I did. Wow. that one. I took extra time on it. You can't really see these pictures, but if you get real close to the face, like the details are ridiculous. I went back and I probably typically I could do a painting like that once in, in two, three hours. This one I went back and I overpainted it two, three times because I wanted. I was excited. It was Mike Tyson. I was like, we gotta give him the good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So hit uh, Command Plus and zoom in on that. Yeah. It might not be able to see it on, on Dude, the. Can you do the video? Maybe the video will have it. I uh, YouTube. You can't play YouTube on YouTube. Unbelievable. That's a new sensor. Brilliant. Actually, that one's used to be able to play thirty seconds. Now you can't play any. It doesn't make any sense. They suck. Spotify. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, that is fucking wild, dude. But look how thick he is. Yeah. Right? And how long ago was that? That was a couple of years ago. It was, it was uh, I want to say three years ago, maybe. Right. He was on Rogan three weeks ago. He's three times the size of that. Is he really? Fucking huge, man. What's the size of that painting? I think that's actually, it ended up being eight by eight. Golly, big. That's cool. So that was fun. Yeah. And then you went to Lynn University, huh? <laughs> I stopped by Stopped by How was that? <laughs> Greatest four weeks of my life <laughs> Was it for you, huh? <laughs> no, I mean I, You know, I was I was sitting in class And uh, and I thought I don't know You know, I didn't even Want to go to school You know, my best friend Was going to school Down in Florida He was going to FAU And uh, my family You know, Italian family Like, you gotta go to school You gotta go to school And I was like I don't wanna go to school So I was like Alright, I'll go there So they picked a the school That would let me in I go down to Lynn And FAU is, is uh, another college It's maybe Ten minutes down the road so I would go to class all day, and you know, and I thought I was going to some sort of art school, but it was more like design. I'm drawing couches, and I was like, "This is horrible, horrible." So I stopped going to classes, and I started going to FAU. And my best friends there, a couple other friends, and this whole group. So I start staying in the dorms at FAU, and I'm staying there so long. At one point, they have a mercury spill in one of the real right? mercury. Mercury. One of the, the students brought it mercury. back from the science. Oh, broke from it, science. Right? Oh. They closed down the whole dorm, so now they take all of us. And they put us in a hotel. I don't even go to the school. <laughs> so now I'm in this hotel, and I'm sitting there, and we used to drink, uh, what was the beer? Remember Ice House? Uh, what was the other ice? No, we, Natty Ice. Natty we, ice. we used to drink Natty Ice at school, yeah. So we had an Ice House. That was what we were drinking. And uh, so everybody's at their school. They're all doing their classes. I'm sitting in the dorm room, and a news crew gets in, and they knock on the door, and I let them in. They're like, hey, can we interview you? And I'm like, yeah, no problem. So like you know, how's it going? You know, you getting you know, how's everything going while in the dorm room? Da da da. I'm like, it's tough, man, but we're working through it as best as we can. So it goes on the it goes on the news. My parents <laughs> see this, and it says Pat Godino, FAU student, and I'm like, yeah, it's tough. We're getting through it. And then it pans over, and there's all these empty ice house kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be honest, my father was like, I am super proud of you. Yeah. Man. I'm like, <laughs> he's just happy you're there. You don't yeah. know the rest of it. And Lynn University prior was an all girls school, the right? Year prior, I think it was all girls school. <laughs> they were ready to let anybody in. So, yeah. Uh, so I liked it. That was a great school. I recommend it to anybody. You know, it is what it is. And then w- when you decide to uh, leave there after a couple of months, yeah. Where do you go from there? I stayed Florida. I, I'm staying at FAU really, and I stayed down there for I think like, I think like two years. That's when I valley parked. I did the murals for the nightclubs, restaurant. And um, and then, I mean, listen, we were kids. We were going all night. It was very easy to do in South Florida. So it got to the point where I remember waking up like, 
And like four in the morning on the couch, like just sitting up like this. And I was like, I got to get out of here. So this ain't working, I was like, right? I gotta, it's not working. So I went back to Connecticut and, uh, and then I just, I pulled it together and just got real serious. And that's when I actually built up the business for real. And it became what it is today. And then after, after you're in New York, like you said, you were broke, yeah. you, you get through the Martha Stewart, you get through all that. Right. So those get done broke. What's the next one that comes along? I was driving back and forth to Greenwich in New York from Gales Ferry. Gales Ferry is up by Mystic. It was a horrendous drive. So I'm like, we got to move. I can't. Like, I'm dying. You know what I mean? Like, I spent so much time on the road. This is prior to Google, man. Like, we were using, like, maps. Like, oh, yeah, I keep books. F- you're using uh, MapQuest. MapQuest. But they were, yeah. no, I would print them out. But even prior to that, I had the map book. It was, like, E7. You oh, go there. Wow. And the road. It was horrible, man. No cell phones. If you're going to be late, you called on a pay phone. Um, <laughs> wow, man. Things changed fast. Yeah, yeah man. So, really fast when you think about crazy. it. Crazy. So, uh, so we ended up moving to Madison, Connecticut, which is just a little bit north of New Haven. So the drive is now an hour and 20 minutes, hour and 40 minutes, and or I could hit the train and get down there easy. And um, I just kept racking up businesses, you know, just taking any project. And then I started building out with a separate crew. So I only did murals. They did full finishing. And I just I scaled it as best as I could. Now, at that time, when, when you're going back and forth from New York, if you wanted to live there, what would it cost to live at that time? It's crazy. It was, it was absolutely insane it even then. Sense. Like when, I, when I did the mural, uh, the 12-story building, and I rented the Brooklyn flat, I mean, the, the room was like maybe a little bit bigger than this, and it was a couple grand a month. So wow. I got kids at this point. And that was what year? That was 2009. 2009. Imagine what that is now. It's got to be insane. You can't, it's like L.A. You can't live there. You can't live there, man. Yeah. Madison Beach Hotel. Mar- wow. That was a fun one. That was a fun one, huh? Yeah, it looks crazy. like it. Yeah, they're all fun. I mean, you're dealing with people, people you know, what they're interested in. This is the owner of the, the restaurant. This is her father. She had me find an old picture of her father, put it in color. So you have to put it in a French bistro. So I'm creating these scenes out of nowhere. I mean, this doesn't even exist. It's mm. not like I painted this from a picture. I had to put multiple pictures and piece it together and create you know, some sort of memory. You know, to to come up with that in your mind, like even the white light, you had to come up with that, right? Like yeah. you thought of that white light. You thought of the book. You thought of the guy that looks like Christopher Columbus on the left. Yeah, hand side. yeah, yeah. You know, he had all fake teeth. You know what he did? Wasn't there something funny? Yeah. You could do a painting on it. It, it would it might sell pretty good. What? <laughs> Tell me what's happening. It's really insane. I feel which, like I missed something. <laughs> well, I just had read this. The other. Okay. So Christopher Columbus, right? He had slaves. Yeah. He would pull their teeth to make his teeth good. That's disgusting. And then it had springs, and then the wood around it was his teeth. Are so you if, you, if you Google Christopher Columbus's teeth, you'll see that it was his slaves. So imagine being that slave. And he, popping them in? Yeah. Oh. Popping them in, and then they would put a spring up and like glue them in with whatever they had. Google Christopher Columbus's uh, teeth from need, his slaves. We need this ASAP. Yeah. I'm telling you, how messed that. up was his grill though? You got all different teeth, and I mean, it was yeah, it was a little odd. But back then, is he the greatest idea, worst idea ever? Right now, looking at this, I'm just telling you, this is a good idea. I think <laughs> that's but, a good idea. And my reason behind it is because you could paint it. Hit images. Hit images. Oh, his grill is going to come up here. Where is it? Oh, look at that. It, there's a click that right there. This one. Yeah. Oh, look oh yeah, that. it's different yeah. fucking teeth. Yep. Yeah, man. That's. And then go down right there where the springs are. This one. Yep. Look at that, Patrick. Oh yeah. You see that? I can't believe they were able to do that back then. What the fuck? 
Yeah, and then the wood is what kept him in. So he would go to his workers, yank him out, put him in his teeth. So what, he'd find go. like a tooth he looked that looked nice, and he'd be like, I want yeah. that tooth. Give you me know nobody one. smiled on that job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were like, that motherfucker has my teeth. <laughs> oh, that is crazy. <laughs> but imagine if you painted that. Yeah, I can't. I'm gonna have to pass, bro. <laughs> You're gonna pass for that? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if you'd want that at your portfolio. Who's buying? You buying that one? <laughs> yeah, probably the only one. Just to laugh. You know what I mean? This is why I'm not an artist. You, your next episode, it's gonna be the backdrop here. <laughs> yeah. Teeth. And nobody will ever watch again because they're puking. Yeah. <laughs> right? I thought it was just funny. That's crazy. I didn't it, know that. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely insane. All right. And then you write a book. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh seven. You write it. Think so, yeah. And then, and that's just about explain what that's about. I mean, I know what it is, but so I mean, listen, you know, artists typically run into this problem where um, they feel like because they're artists, they're not business people, right? And 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 my whole philosophy is, I'm not an artist; I'm a business person that happens to be good at art. But the same thought process that you need as an artist to be creative and come up with designs and solve problems—it's the same thing you do in business, right? We're just solving problems. I mean, half the business is just putting out fires and solving problems. So I try to break it down into the book and explain to artists, like, here's how you make money. Here's a set of steps. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. If you follow them, you will make money. It's your choice. You want to be flaky and do whatever you want to do, that's great. But if you want to follow this, we can all make money and do well because there's plenty of money out there for artists. People love us, you know? And when you look at art, you think it's just art. Yep. And that that's why I thought it was such a great book. I, I read part of it awesome. and, and tried to listen to it, yeah. but went back to the reading of it. And at first, I'm like, it's all business. Yeah. The first, the beginning is all business. But like you said, yeah, you're doing art, we but the art paint. is business. Right. But you know how people think that aren't. Yeah. They just think, okay, artist, guy can paint, but you look at it as a full business. So for those who like art, just because you're not super talented, you right. can become super talented and you can look at it as a business and maybe you can't do it, right. but you could find a guy like you, yeah, put them under you, That's maybe it. because you have the capital and mold them in and just be fair. Totally. And you'll have them forever. Why not? You know? And the best thing I saw out of everything, I, and I had a ton, was that even after the Martha Stewart in New York and you got bigger as you're growing, your philosophy stayed the same. What's your philosophy? Is it the, if you can imagine it, we can paint it? Is that no, the one? it, it was, the uh, I, I'm going to have to read it because I don't have that good a memory. All right. If you do a good job and you oh. work hard and you don't cause a lot of trouble, more people want to work with you. If there's an error on the job, I don't tell everybody about it. I just fix it. So the designers, builders, and architects loved working with me because you don't go to them by, Never hey, I got a problem. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Just get the job done, be seamless, and be invisible. And by being invisible, you're going to be seen. It's that simple. Because they are doing their own thing. Everybody's doing their own thing, man. They don't want to be bothered. I want you to paint a flower on my wall. Just paint the flower on the wall. Don't tell me the garbage is full. You ran out of green. I don't care. Put the flower on the wall. So that's all we did. So from your perspective, if you're trying to mentor somebody, yeah. how would you say that to them? Like, hey, look, if you're doing a job like you do, mm -hmm. don't tell anybody. Like, without... In all the words, how would you say, don't tell anybody, just get it done quietly, don't cause trouble? We call them holidays. So if we're in a job site, if you or me are on a job site and you're finishing up and I'm coming to look at the project and I see you missed a spot, I go, it's a holiday right there. You know what I mean? Because we're oh, like, cool. hey, you missed a spot, it's a holiday. You know, or you're walking around, you want to check it out. You know, we point a lot, even if there's nothing to point at, just to look like we're busy. Just look like you're busy, do a good job, make it easy, collect the money, and move on. They'll call you back. Makes sense too. And plus, if you have people working with you, when you say holiday, instead of saying, hey, you right. fix that there, exactly. you just say, hey, 
holiday. Yeah. And then it, it's not devaluing no, it's your workers. It's positive. You, yeah, it's still positive. Yeah, totally. And then what really threw me off was within all this, you start up a social media company, basically, where, you know, and everybody has that problem where, yeah. you know, you're trying to do 100 things at once, but you got Reddit, you got Facebook, you yeah. got Twitter. That's a lot to keep up with. Yeah. And you have a company that helps you keep up with it, and you do the hosting, yeah. and you do the web design. Yeah. So speak a little bit on that, because that, that was a trickster on that one. That threw me off on that. Listen, that was by accident as well. I mean, it was when Facebook kind of first came out with Facebook pages. It was MySpace first, but then really Facebook pages. And I was promoting my business. And, and so I'd come out with a book. I'd come out with a website called fullform.com, and it was basically this website that allowed artists from all over the world to come on and talk to each other. So again, it's before Facebook. This is how people communicated in forums. And uh, so these artists were talking to each other nonstop, learning different techniques, sharing work, business tips, blah, blah, blah. And my organization at the time for, for decorative painters was called IDAL, and they had a physical magazine, and they were bleeding. And they saw what I did with this full forum. Um, I was selling advertising on it. I'd gotten tapped by Sherwin Williams in Cleveland. They were Ooh. coming out with faux impressions, which was their faux finish line at the time. And I had their audience. Basically, everybody they wanted to sell to was on my site. So they started flying me to Cleveland to pick my brain. And then they started paying me to put advertising on the site. So i just gotten into this kind. I just had this website for fun. And they want to give me $1,000 a month to put an ad on there. At the time, I was like, that's awesome. I probably could have got a lot more, but sure, Williams. But I was like, this is amazing. Anybody's paying me to be on here, right? So this organization comes in. They, you know, I I appear to be this sort of internet guru to my organization, which I'm not. I'm a web guy. I just tell him what I want. He does it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, organization comes in like, listen, we need some help. Can you turn this physical magazine into a digital magazine? We'll pay you $2,000 a month and... We'll give you, I think it was like 20% or half. I forget what it was, of all advertising. So I was like, yeah. So what I did was I took all the artists on the full forum and I made them writers for this digital magazine. So they created the content, the verbs, the pictures, everything. I just plopped it into there. And this magazine literally went into the green or the black overnight because there's no more overhead. They're not paying anybody either. These artists love it because they're getting press. They look like rock stars, right? Their name written by so-and-so. And we solved the problem like that. So I was like, okay. I'm getting two grand a month from them. I'm getting a thousand dollars from Sherwin Williams, and then I started going after my designers because now Facebook pages is kind of picking up. Social media blogs are huge at that time. It's when that first, you know, came yeah, out. initially it was the blog. Was everything huge. was a blog. Everything right? was about a blog, blog right? And, and if you wanted to rank on Google, yeah, you had to have a blog. blog. Exactly. So first, first it was keywords. Yeah. And then keywords didn't matter. Right. Then it was blog. Then blog didn't matter. Right. Then it was uh, meta meta description mattered. All, that, all of it. You yeah. know it all. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So that was the time when blogs were huge. And it's interesting because the forum, you walk away from that right when uh, YouTube and Facebook start to pop. Yeah. 13, 14. Yeah. Because that's when it really, it was out, but it, it would, we're people dinosaurs. were using it. We're even our images. I mean, they were like 600 by 600. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, it was just, it was a dinosaur. <laughs> we didn't have the bandwidth or anything. We couldn't do it. I mean, um, I never realized the bandwidth either oh. because when YouTube was, uh, you know, all this censor shit yeah. left and right, I looked to see how much it would be to, like, I have a server, but a yeah. server is one thing, of bandwidth course. is another thing. Yeah. And I didn't realize, you know, if, if you have uh, just a YouTube channel, say me and you have a YouTube channel and yeah. we do a million views an episode, yeah. right? 
you need one hell of a bandwidth for that. Yeah. Especially like a three hour video in 4K. Right. You'll go broke just paying for the bandwidth. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, the, crazy. The bandwidth will be more than the studio, the right. rent, the guests combined. Next show, we're on lawn chairs, pal. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're on lawn chairs with uh, iPhones, <laughs> iPhone 6. Right. The Sartek flip phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I want my next two way if I have to go back. <laughs> the quick click. <laughs> you guys want to? I didn't have one, but I. Oh, how oh, could you man. miss the next? It made me you crazy. Didn't have a two way. Oh, I Those hated the it. Best, you know what it was? I felt like you were too accessible. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to... Listen, I like the Star Tech. It made me feel cool. Oh, I felt like a cop at the two-way. <laughs> I, th- I thought I was, you know... So, anyway, the, the full forum blows up. Uh, Sherman goes... Hell of an idea, by the way, Patrick. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I, st- I probably stole from somebody else. So <laughs> I... Uh, I did. I actually saw a couple of the forums and they weren't doing it right. I'm like, I'm going to do it better. You know what I mean? It is what it is. So, uh, sucks for them. Yeah, sucks for them. <laughs> so uh, I start tapping in my designers. I'm like, you know, you should really start promoting yourself with blogs and get on Facebook. And they're like, all right, will you help me? And the first one was Amy Hirsch out of Grand, who I actually met through my cousin Mike. And um, so she hires me. So we get the Facebook page, we're doing the blogs, you know, we're going crazy with it. And um, so now I got. Two clients at two grand and a thousand coming in from Sherwin Williams, and I got five grand coming in a month, and I'm like, "All right, let's let's see what happens." You know what I mean? I hire this girl to kind of do some of the legwork, kind of oversee it, and then I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna take a little break from pain, and I'm gonna go start selling this and see if I can actually sell it." So one of my uh, dear friends, uh, Nancy Hadley, used to get me on all the TV shows. Calls me with a show that's coming out on Spike TV called Tattoo Rescue. They need a social media company. Throws me a bone. I mean, literally throws me a bone. So now at the end of the show, it's like powered by social tuna. I'm like, oh, you had the jackpot on that one, buddy. I was like, whoa. So we start blowing it up. So now I'm 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 pitching designers, uh, I'm pitching restaurants, same way I did Creative Evolution. I'm walking in and I'm pitching them cold. Started getting uh, real estate agents. Then I started taking my celebrities and flipping them into clients. So Burt Young and Rosie O'Donnell and Dennis Robin. And I just started. So it became this weird thing between the social media company and the mural company. It really was symbiotic. I mean, they powered each other. The mural clients had flipped to social media. My social media clients, I'd flip to mural clients. And I still do it to this day. It's a boutique business. It's not huge. I don't take anybody. Uh, but it works great. Hey, Rob, pull up uh, his website, Social Tuna. Yep, got it there. All right. So take us through this, Patrick, because you got clients, you got services, a lot more than you would think. Yeah, I mean, listen, the, the, the basics, the basic way that I describe it is we're content creators. That's really all we are. I mean, everything else just supports content, right? So what we try to do is create content for clients. It's interesting, original, and that we can put on on a regular basis. So when we go meet a client, we say, hey, do you want to have one post a week? Because one post a week is 52 pieces of content, right? It's a lot of content, yeah. right? new original content you want two that's 104 you know and so on and so forth so the prices go up it's a flat rate just like the mural business all done on credit card money gets paid to us prior month you know every time and then we just try to create content so these are some clients past and present and uh and for those who are listening if we want to go through them you have rosie o'donnell rodman yep that's Bro- wade boggs right yeah, yeah, wade, wade boggs that's what i was gonna say I thought wade boggs. super nice guy tony dow from uh Leave it to Beaver. You got Russell oh, Simmons, yeah. top left. Ty Babylonia. Um, yeah, yeah, Russell Simmons is huge. He's still huge. Yeah, he's still he's over in uh, Bali, I think, or something. I don't know. Wiffle Ball, like the Wiffle Ball company. Yeah, man, that's awesome. How Dude, the hell did you get them? So cool networking. We called them. We called and emailed them, man, for like 
eight months. How do you know about them, Rob? Wiffle ball. You never play wiffle ball? Of course I play wiffle ball. I was wiffle wondering how ball. you know. Well, I, I ain't. Everybody <laughs> play wiffle ball. <laughs> that was mine. You go in their office, man, and first off, it's still run by the family, so the grandson runs it now. And he'll tell you the story about how the wiffle ball, how they created it. It's kind of crazy. You know, his grandfather was, you know, basically out of work, and they took one of those little, remember those little plastic balls you put like pantyhose in or something like that yeah comes home and sees his son like you know with a stick trying to hit some you know some bullshit ball so he takes it and they start cutting the holes in it and they start realizing you get you know aerodynamic with it and then they they create the bat with it and, and become wiffle ball so you go into their office in shelton connecticut and there's like typewriters on the desk i mean it looks like old school straight huh? out of the six like they have not updated but they don't care they're just making wiffle balls and bats i mean you ship them out man all day. See, that makes me want to buy from them because I know it's still the same quality. Same quality. It was 50 years ago. Super charitable people, nice people, low key. They're not looking for stardom. They just kind of do their job, man. I'm afraid to buy a whiff ball now. It probably has preservatives on it and fucking <laughs> shit to kill me so they can, you know, population uh, control, uh, whatever the hell. You guys used to do, like, we used to take the wiffle ball, and I can't remember if it was the bat or we used to take the ball and you used to wrap it in um, duct tape and you'd make it go further, of course, when you hit it. I think, I think it was a bat or a ball. We said I don't happen. think wiffle ball would improve my that, They would not like that. <laughs> they would not like that. That's not that's, uh, that's against our standards. I had a fly swatter. Right. That's what I had. Wiffle ball and a fly swatter. <laughs> cool, though. Great company, though. I love them. There's Amy Hirsch right there, the one we talked about earlier. Yeah. Click on Amy Hirsch. I don't even know if it goes anywhere. Right here? Yeah. Oh, no, it goes. No. Second row Oop, down. That's oh. not Amy Hirsch. Nah, she's nice, though. Who is that's that? That's Brittany Baldy from um, will, The Challenge. And, oh, it will come up. There's Brittany Balding. There's Brittany Balding. Yep. Just wanted to show you that, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's she at? Right here? Oh. Mm-mm. Second row down, second one over. Amy Hirsch. There, there we go. And this is all through this networking. Unbelievable. Yeah. This wow. is one of the best interior designers you're going to meet. Oh, like high end as high end goes. Her taste is impeccable. And she's a badass businesswoman. Wow. And go up to uh, his services on uh, Social Tuna. Now, when you when you get into Social Tuna, do you have third parties helping you, or or you're doing it all? Like, you know, like I ha- did, does- and then I brought it all in house. And then when COVID hit, I farmed out. Uh, we farm out websites now, so we don't do those in house. We'll whatever websites we've done for uh, existing clients, they're grandfathered in. We'll do that still in house, but now I farm all that out. So now we just do straight up content creation. We have our servers. And uh, and then and it's boutique business because there's some graphic design with flyers and stuff like that. It really depends, you know. I would have done the same thing. Yeah, we were because like, I have a marketing company and the website. Who, who I mean, really? Who cares? I don't want to do it. It's a pain in the ass, man. It's a pain in the ass, yep. and it really doesn't matter. Yep. You know totally. what you're doing on the other end is what makes the difference. Exactly. Not but the, I needed it all. Yeah. Like, like I needed the blogs. We we don't do blogs anymore. No. Well, you can, but we don't really do it. But in the beginning, we had to sell the website with the blog because that's what people wanted. And once you get them in, you know, obviously as time goes on. Everything changes, right? That was so crazy with that. You know, I, I know I just, because I did the same thing. Right. And when they went to blogs and they were like, you have to have a blog. Every website I had done was calling me. I had put in a blog. Yeah. And what happened? Six months later, they came out with like Penguin or whatever the update right. was. Right. And, and nobody think about cared. all the trends. Then Pinterest is huge. Yeah. And all these Nobody even things. knows what Pinterest is. Anyway. No. <laughs> so I have people, they would always come to me. We got to get on this. I'm like, you don't need that. All you need is this, 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 and this. You want to do that, that's fine. But this is where everybody is, man. Just focus on that. Let's not get crazy. So now you have the social media management. Now it's a boutique business. Yep. So if I go to the site and I hire you mm-hmm. for the social media management, what can I expect? I know you have flat rate. So I do the flat rate. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
Now, what can I expect on a flat rate? It really depends, man. You know, like we start off at a thousand dollars a month, and it can go anywhere from there. You Based know? on how much work needs done, posts. What kind of content is it? You know, because there's obviously different types of content, whether it's imagery or video. How much editing is it going to go into it? Because there's one client we have, which is a phenomenal client. We do a lot of videos, but it's like ninety nine percent of it we don't even have to edit. Like it's one and done, forty five second, just fun clip. You know, so uh, it just depends. But then you'll get the other one that just throws you 19, 19 edits on a 45-second clip. Yeah. Like, so what are they doing? Are they sending you guys, like, stuff, and then you're putting it together, right? Depends on the client. Oh, depends. Some will actually go out and film. So if, if we have one that's local, we can typically get a month's worth of content done in a couple hours. If we have somebody who's a little farther away, then we get creative. Like, if I do, like, a, let's say a celebrity or a personality or anybody, really, and I want to get a month's worth, and maybe it's just, let's say it's just pictures or a little video, I'll, like, bring eight different shirts. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're going to make it look like these were done on different days, and we're going to get this done. Because I want, I don't want them to think about it. I want to get it done in a couple hours, maybe three hours, be out, I'll see you next month, you know? Because if I'm coming and knocking on the door every day, eventually they're looking through the blind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not answering the door, you know? So. Yeah. That, that's fast, though. Hmm. Yeah. But you apply it to everything else. And then content creation, I assume it's the same thing. It just depends on what you want, right? got to get that word blog off there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, people still want it, though. They People do. still they want do. them. We have one that we do, but now we farm it out to like Fiverr. You know, yeah. we go to Fiverr, put it in the topic. They'll write them for us. Cost fifteen bucks. Yeah, why not? Pass it on. I don't want to deal with it anymore. Maybe, we used yeah. to really, we used to literally write them in house. I had a writer that would do it. Well, you, you had to. Yeah, you had to because they were scanning it. That spider was scanning. Mm -hmm. If if you had a blog and it had to be an offsite blog, yep. remember, and the blog had to be pointing at oh, the yeah. website. You All wanted. the links, how many words, how many times it was yeah. mentioned. The imagery had to have the right text for the name of it. it was like. And then they were limiting characters yeah. and all that other stuff. I hate it. And then graphic design, which everybody hates. I mean, I could do it, but I hate doing it myself. I have a guy who's super good at it. He's creative. He takes good direction. Sometimes I like it. It depends on what it is. But I do it when I want to do it for fun. He does it for the clients because he has to do it. You know? Yeah. So, like, if it's a Chevy Chase thing, I'll design stuff. And I like doing that, you know, for the merch. And then you have uh, email marketing. Still huge, man. You know, I talk to people every once in a while, and they're like, oh, email doesn't work anymore. I'm like, you're out of your mind, man. It still works. It converts. It does, you know? Especially when it hits the inbox. Yeah. If you can get that to hit the inbox, that's 100%. priceless. 100%. That can take your business from whatever it is to within a week mm -hmm. times 100. And you have all the analytics on the back end. You can see if they opened it, what they clicked on, so on and so forth. So you literally, it's like taking getting a, a blind survey. You know, you put four items on there. You may think one and two are really going to sell well and three and four suck. But at the end of the day, the analytics show that three and four were big. Now you know next month it's three and four move up. We're going to put two new ones on. So you can literally finite anything with that information. Do you see that, a, a weird question, do you see that emojis work better on emails? Because I, I, I seem to click on emails that have emojis. Like it'll have like a fire and it'll have like whatever. I oh, in the, con those, in the subject line? In the subject line, yeah. I'm going to store some fire in a few tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, all right. Little eggplant peach? Uh, yeah, correct. <laughs> all right, we'll do it. <laughs> but that's, it's way more important than people think, as as is the graphic design, because what people don't realize, like Facebook, Instagram, yeah. they won't even look at you if you're not to their specifications. So yeah. like Instagram, as you know, 1500 by 1500 if that image isn't 15 by 1500 you will never rank yep. you'll never hit the explorer page because yeah. you're making their platform look like shit right because it doesn't fit in the box so right. the picture's cut off twitter is different facebook different but like anything in life you get yeah. rewarded by doing a good job 
Well, they have they have directions there of yep. the image size that they yep. want and the resolution for a reason. I had a guy contact me doing similar stuff, mm. and he had all these great images. I'm going through them. The sizes are right, and I'm not even thinking about resolution because it was a right. smart guy. You know what the resolution was? In, uh, and this is a huge company. 300? No, 70. 70? 70. Wow. So I kept... I, I kept, but I, I didn't even... I didn't even know you could do 70. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> while well, I was using Windows. I, the guy's a gazillionaire. Right. Windows, really, bro? Windows? <laughs> I mean, maybe you hate Mac, but you should probably use Mac for this kind of stuff. But, you know, we're in 2022. Yeah. We have the M1 Max, but... Yeah, 70. 70. 70. And I now, feel like 300 small. Me too. I put 1,000. Right. All the time. Unbelievable. And <laughs> and they, they checked that. So when he wasn't ranking, that right. it took me two weeks to realize that that was the problem because that was the last, I was thinking, no, come on. That's got a huge chart. The resolution. Jeez. Can we get the pictures a little smaller? <laughs> a little smaller. Yeah. A little smaller. Now, you're also a joint owner for a little while with her restaurant, and you have the best quote ever. What do you get when a doctor, a lawyer, and an artist and a chef meet over craft beer and a meal? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what do you get? <laughs> we got a shit show. No, it was great. It was heard was awesome. So it was a second uh, restaurant venture I got into, and it's for fun. It really was. The first one was a Mexican restaurant. I actually got them as a social tuna marketing client, and I went in there. And I look, I naturally talk to people just like you. You guys are social cats. You just you like people, right? So you, you get to know him. So I'm sitting there talking about social media marketing, and he starts crying. And I'm like, man, what's, what the hell just happened, you know? And he starts talking about how he's in debt, and he owes this kind of money, and the restaurant, da-da-da-da. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, show me what kind of debt you have. And it's not like I'm a mastermind, but I can do simple math. So I was like, all right, this is what he has as an overhead. This is what he's bringing in. And out of the overhead, this is how much his debt that's, you know, basically non-reoccurring debt. It's not like it's a, a phone bill. It's like he owes this plumber and he owes this guy and this guy, you know? So I was like, listen, let's take all this sort of debt that you owe to these tradesmen or work. Let's call them and we're going to say, hey, we're going to spread this out. Instead of paying each guy $1,000 a month, you're going to say, I'm going to give you $200 a month till it's paid off. It sucks, but you're going to get your money. If I do 1000 a month, we're going to go out of business and you're not going to get anything. So I know you're going to be upset about it, but in the long run, you're making money. So I lowered his overhead allow the cash because it was a cash business man so he's like i want you to get more involved i was like you gotta make me a partner so he ended up making me a 20 percent partner no money in and we basically took this restaurant that was just riddled with debt and turned it into a cash cow you know i think within uh they had a hundred grand in debt the first year got rid of it second year we start we're pumped we're gonna start just bringing in the cash you know what i mean and then a sheriff shows up and is like uh, you owe sales tax of eighty thousand dollars with interest. It's a hundred grand. You got thirty days to pay it. We're, we're closing. We're closing shop. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm. so I call my buddy who's a lawyer, John Shapiro, and um, he's the one that wrote the contract for me to be in at twenty percent. So I was like, listen, why don't you find that money, get an investor, come in, I'll get you twenty percent, and let's turn it around for year three. Year three is going to be the year. That's going to be the one, right? The year. Are you having fun the first two of those? I'm still? loving it, bro. All right. I love it. Listen, I don't have to. And you're to still do it. doing your pain. It's fun, man. Yeah. Listen, you're I'm just going, having a good time. Please. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm going and I'm eating free, drinking, you know, whatever. Having a blast. Having a blast. So, um, and I did all the murals and I decked it out like I wanted, you know what I mean? So we get the money in, we pay it off within the 30 days. Uh, we have a payment plan to get this guy paid off, the investor guy. And so now we're like, all right, we're going to upgrade the food, we're going to upgrade the staff. So we, we bring in this chef. So now year three, the food is like at an unbelievable level, and 
we bring in this other guy to manage the place because we're going to open up a second joint. You know what I mean? Like you're going to expand. We're going to franchise. We're going to franchise. So uh, we're super pumped. So <laughs> then we find out that the owner of this restaurant had sold ninety percent of the restaurant years before he met us to his brother. <laughs> oh my God. So now I'm like ninety plus twenty plus twenty. And I was like, let me, let me carry that one. <laughs> that doesn't add what, up. Hey, where's the craft beer? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The strong one, the IPA. <laughs> Over here, the whole bottle. The whole bottle. <laughs> so uh, so we got into a little The different. chocolate one. <laughs> yeah, quesadillas. Come on. <laughs> so uh, I had him buy me out, basically. I was like, listen, you got to buy me out. This is a shit show. Like, we just killed it for you. You know what I mean? Because now the wife comes in and she's like, he had no idea he was giving you this percentage. And I was like, listen, we saved your ass. It was we were not involved. The doors were closed. So let's not play that game. I was like, listen, buy me out. Just buy me out. End of the week. I'll make you a fair number. Just buy me out. So met with the lawyer and the lawyer was like, you got to buy him out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we I had a solid contract. It was it was bad. So he bought me out. So John and I ended up meeting with John's brother, Dave, who was a doctor, surgeon. And we brought the chef from the Mexican place, Dan, and we opened up Hurt, which is a steak and fish house, which was it was awesome. I mean, it was great. It was a lot of fun. And then COVID happened. Oh, COVID didn't really. I mean, for me, it didn't kill it. I when the four years were up on our lease, I was traveling a lot for murals. I was getting projects all over the country, so I was spending. I spent probably six to seven months in Texas alone. You know, uh, in two thousand twenty. So the lease was coming up. I was spending less and less time at the restaurant. I was less and less interested in it. I loved it. It was fun. But now it was starting to become work, and I had no interest in that. I wanted my marketing and my mural business. That's what I love. That's what I'm passionate about. That's what I wake up for. So I went to my partners who were friends. I was like, guys, the lease is up. I'm going to give you my 25%. Because now I'm in this one, too. No money in, by the way. So two restaurants, no money in. I'm like, let me give you my 25%. I'm out. I don't want any money for it. I just want to move on. I want you guys to do well. So they're like, all right, cool. So I gave them my 25%. COVID hits. And I'm like, damn, I'm fucking house. You got all right. I'm not time. a religious guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, you got all right. I got all buddy. right time. So they, they limped along for probably another six, seven months. And then they just, just killed up. Yeah. You got out right in time, pal. Right now. now, what was it about that that made it take off? You know, you know, looking back, I'm always interested in, in like when was the even like that's why I asked you so many questions about the painting. Like, there's always something that hits. And For the restaurant, yeah. Like what? Like within the herd, mm -hmm. when you're doing it and it takes off. You know, when was that time period? Was it like 2018 when just something happened and then boom, you wait, you go on one day and it's just. It's just it was weird like that because I do remember when we first opened we had like a slow opening and then I remember one Saturday night I would typically go in on like on a Friday or Saturday night and, and sort of manage the place you know maybe in the beginning weeknights as well but I wasn't really a necessarily an active owner I went in for the good stuff and helped out when I could but I remember this one Saturday night when we first opened and like all of a sudden we were slammed like slammed like movie slammed and I looked around and I was like what the hell? It was amazing. It was very, I was like, all these people are eating at our place. You know what I mean? So look, I think it had to do with the chef. The The food was phenomenal. His steak and fish dishes were amazing. The plating was amazing. We did great at marketing. I mean, we had us. We went crazy with it. We did a lot of fun events that weren't necessarily money makers, but they were meant to market the business. We'd create like a scavenger hunt downtown where basically you buy in for a team and, you know, it would be like a three-hour event where each team would have different color shirts. So hundreds of people are running around Main Street doing this scavenger hunt with herd shirts on and they have to come back to the restaurant at the end and drink and get the results. We would do fun stuff like that. Oh, cool. You know what I mean? Just really interactive, different things. 
And events like that would sell out within like a day. You know what I mean? Because everybody wanted to be in it. And you had like lime green shirts, orange, everybody could Green, see. red, yellow. And everybody's like, what is going on downtown? Because they didn't even know. So you see all these groups of people crossing the street. Da, da, da. And then we would bring in people like Burt Young or Tony Dow. Anytime there's a celebrity, we'd bring them in. We'd make sure there were pictures. I had Wade Boggs do a paint night there one night. Literally, he taught the paint night with me. So now people are coming in. Boston and New York fans because we're in Connecticut and he's doing a paint night. I mean, it's crazy. You only need one of those guys like every three months and you'll be packed forever, right? It was awesome. Now, remember that night you just said when you walked in and you were like, what the hell is going on? What did you do like the week before that or the two weeks before that? What was it? There has to be something. Think and I want to know. I I feel like it was the social media. Like we were super smart with how we put out our imagery and our social media. We were very careful and we were able to, and I'm very good at making things look bigger than it is. And I just think there was that tipping point where, like, you'd look at these pictures, and you just sally, you know, I just get so hungry for it, you know, and then the drinks. And I was good at doing food images, drink images, but also staff images. So it was always a smiley face, like, close up, you know, like I had, I would set up the pictures almost like I would do a, um, a painting, right? So I would, I would just set it up where I knew the angle, where I wanted them, and it was interesting. And we clean, clean. Everybody's happy. But also, you're smiling. Fights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? And you're good. smiling like, hey, come on yeah. in. I, I kind of thought it would be social media because, or just, you know, online in general. But the idea is, Tommy, think about this. If I put up a picture of a staff every three, four pictures, when you walk in, you feel like you already know them, right? Mm-hmm. Or you've been there already, and now you go home and you look at the picture, and like, you do already know them. You're going to like it. So it's this thing that goes back and forth. Which gets that algorithm going because they're going to like it or comment because they know the person and so on and so forth. I was going to say, so I bet you hit the algorithm the week before. Like it finally got really indexed and really into the algorithm. Then it popped up and then everybody came. And the email list, man. And the email list, We worked hard. As that's building. Everybody that came in, I got their email. We would Mm -hmm. send out a newsletter religiously, you know, and, uh, and it worked. That makes the most sense, too. Yeah. Isn't that funny with the website stuff? It's all of a sudden. It yeah. could be three months. It could, it could be nine months. When it pops, it pops. But man. when it pops, it pops. You got to ride that wave, man. You got to ride the wave. Yeah. I make them do a, a year contract yep. with their lawyers, my lawyers, signed, <laughs> witnessed, <laughs> notarized, none of that. Because you know how it goes after six months if you're not on page one or whatever. Oh, no, no, I no. Describe it like this. One year. Yeah. Don't even talk to me. For the SEO. So you're doing a lot yeah, of because SEO. Yeah, because you know, I can't, I know I can get it organically on yep. one. But I don't know if it's going to be three months or a year. You need time. And I if need... it was easy, everybody would do it. So you need the time. It's got to be difficult because if it's hard to get there, it's hard to get bumped down. You're going to die. You know what they're doing now? What? <clears throat> so when you see a Google ad, mm-hmm. so say you go hire Joe Schmo down the street. Yep. And you type in whatever, your website or your name. They're, they can code out the ad sign. So now you hire me to do your website. I slow walk it. You're on page 10 right now. Yeah. I slow walk you. I buy an ad, but I'm hiding the ad sign. Right. Mm. Now you're on page eight. Wow. Tommy's doing something. That's good. Spend another 200. Now you're on page six. We're three months in, four right. months in, six months. Gee, you're on page one at the very top. Right. But I bought Google ads. I didn't do anything yeah. with my fingers. Yeah. But I hid the ad sign in the code. How are you able to do that? Go to inspector. Yeah. You could pull out the inspector, take it. Put it in. I'll show you. It's complicated. That's but crazy. You can pull out the code, put it in SQL, dirty, dirty. Override the code and put it back in, and there's no ad sign. Unbelievable. So then what happens is, oh well, Patrick, you're on page one. You don't need Tommy anymore. Sure, Patrick, no problem. It was great seeing you. Yep. Great being with you. I wish you the best. If you ever need us, let us know. One week later, you're on page eighty. 
Hey, Tommy, what are you doing? Because you don't know any better. You think it just dropped. Hey, how are you, Pat? Tommy, I'm on page 80. I'm, I'm, I'm dying over here. Well, I'll give you double. Come on back. But, you know, for me to get you back from page 80 to one, you know, it's going to be a little bit more this time. That's right. And I, and I need a year contract. Yep. But the whole time I'm not doing No loyalty. Shit. No loyalty. And that's what they're doing. Left them. They did it to my friend. It happens, man. It's Listen, I always tell people, too, I'm like, listen, um, the work that we're going to put in, it may take three, four months for you to get whatever lead you need. But when you get that lead, it's going to pay for those four months plus the next six months. So you just got to stick and stay make it pay. It works. It, it pays for the next five years. Right. It works, It really man. does. It yeah. does. You just got to get them that one little pop. What have you found with your team that is the most powerful offsite? So say you're trying to put somebody's website up or a YouTube channel or whatever it may be. We'll stick with website. What do you find is the most powerful social media website or platform to point at the website to get it more traction in the index? Facebook is still huge. Yeah. It really is, man. I mean, Instagram is doing great when they changed the swipe up feature. Now everybody can do it. It definitely changed everything. I'd say, and it also depends on the fields because LinkedIn is powerful too. Yeah, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is powerful. super powerful. That snuck out of nowhere. I really did. I mean, it's always been there, but it really has only been the last few years where I'm like, all right, LinkedIn is no joke. I'm not a big Twitter fan. I know it does have power. I get it. I'm just not a big Twitter fan. I wasn't until Elon. Yeah. You can't not be. Do you like Elon? I, he's a weird guy, man. Like just, he's a smart as fuck. He's smart. Of course, he he's is. too smart. That's why he's little. Yeah, he's a little kooky. Man. You know, when he starts going crazy on people like you know Warren Buffett. And you're like, oh, leave the old guy alone, man. Why are you going to fight with Warren Buffett? He's I think he does. He's still drinking Coca Colas in the Wisconsin or wherever he is. Like, you know, leave he's, him alone. He's probably so bored, like yeah. building stuff, that right. he just wants to be normal and yeah. just do something like a normal guy right. would. You, you know what I mean? That's only th- rational. Interview there is like, I don't own anything. I don't even have a home, and I'm like, bullshit. No, bro. he sold all his house. I understand, but he lives somewhere. It's not like he's homeless. Like, yeah. we don't have a home. We're homeless. Yeah. He's sleeping in nice hotels or something. I mean, he has rich friends. He stays over. Like, he's not, you know. You know, they keep saying he's the richest man in the world. Yeah. And by asset, he is. But yeah. liquid, he's not. Right. You know, yeah. he had a borrower to get to 46, which he's actually going to get it for probably 21 because it's they inflated. My Tesla now, man, it's real low. I'm yeah. buying it like crazy. It's like 640 or 660 today. Okay. Yeah, because they're worried about his yeah. swear by it. But. The Tesla people, you're smart. The Tesla people are idiots because what do you think? Elon Musk didn't know that they inflated the the followers. Right. He knew that he knew when he went to buy that. He knows what's going. He on. knew that there was that that should have been twenty billion less. Yeah. So he played the card. No, I don't want the board. Yeah. No, I'm good. Yeah. And then wait, get everybody hyped up. Yeah. Hold. And the board has to do it now. They ha- twenty they had to do it. SEC, mm-hmm. and they don't care. You know, SEC yep. and IRS, they're not political. No. Nope. They are straight. Look. Right. You inflated this by twenty five percent. Fine, Elon twenty one billion, and Elon just goes uh, 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 all the way to the bank, and then Tesla shoots back up. I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, I'm curious. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be crazy. So, uh, so I would say Facebook, Instagram are my two favorite. Probably Instagram mainly because I'm a visual guy. TikTok, huge. Reddit is huge. Reddit is huge. Yeah. If Reddit's- you point that at a website, I know. I know. I've never seen anything. When you get that R yep. and you get over 10,000 members, yep. I've never seen anything pointed at a website that makes it take off in my life. Do like you go that. crazy with Reddit? Are you heavy into it? Because I'm not. I, I'm I'm heavy into it because I've never seen any other platform yeah. kick a, a site to be indexed yep. and tracked with the spiders quicker. It right. just takes a long... Their spider on Reddit, yeah. before we bore everybody with this complicated shit, yeah. it's very, very slow. Yeah. Whereas YouTube... Zzz, you know, Google is yep. done in a day. Yep. You know, 
Reddit, it's slow as hell. When it's going through those lines of code. But it's good. It's good. Yeah. But when it hits and it points, Mm -hmm. I mean, websites. Do you like Facebook and Instagram at all? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, in my opinion, I agree with you. I just think, in my opinion, I think Reddit's the the big. It has the most powerful just to get a website. Because you're happy with SEO, it seems. Yeah. From SEO uh, standpoint, I think Reddit and, and LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn's unbelievable. Fucking, I, I didn't even know for it's 15 years I've been doing this. So I was like, boring. LinkedIn, wow. And Microsoft yeah. owns it. I know. They're killing it, though. I know. But think about people who use LinkedIn, they kind of have money, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're typically the, the business, corporate, they make money, they're more, you know. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing kind of like with Reddit. So yeah. the reason why it's considered so much power is because to get that R, you got to build karma. Yep. So some robot just can't go in and start posting. Right. So because it's human, yeah. when you point it at a website or Google, you know, website, well, Google says, oh, wow, this is from Reddit. We know this guy's Effort legit. And energy. It's good content. And and we know Reddit's legit. Right. Otherwise, you won't have the R because right. somebody's got to post 5,000 times to get the R. Oh, we can sell ads. So what do you do with a client with that? Do you actually? I point. I point. Yeah. I code it. And then I point the link to the website mm-hmm. in Reddit. So the link in Reddit is pointed toward their website. So yep. now they have the Reddit power pointed. Yep. And then once they get up in Reddit, Google sees that. Well, who's getting them up in Reddit? I am. You're actually doing the legwork? Yeah, I'm doing the legwork. Yeah, I'm coding it. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. But then once they get up and Google sees it, Google says, oh, I can sell ads yeah. because this is legit, like right. LinkedIn. Yep. Because when you go to, if you want to connect with people, it's a gazillion dollars to connect with people. Yeah. It's like 500 hours or some yeah. nutty number. Right. But then if you pay it and you point LinkedIn as a paid customer at a yeah. website, right. it shoots up because now Google again says, a robot's not paying 500 a month, right? right? You know? Yeah. It's just interesting. Yeah, you know? no, I like that. Yeah. It's, we'll have to talk more. Yeah, that the part. The part, because that's that's something I sub out completely. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Right, it's big. But I could see how it all lines up together. You know, like with, yeah. with the, the art, the murals, the social media it's just it's amazing man i love it it's and good. the same foundation with everything yeah man and it's in 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 the the whole process is it's really about people it's just meeting people learning about people enjoying people having them like you and if they like you they're going to hire you again i was talking to some artist who's a phenomenal artist in uh, vermont who's like how are you getting all these big projects i'm like it's going to sound arrogant but i'm a cool motherfucker like be yeah. cool be nice be likable be somebody that people want you to be around them you know what i mean yeah you're just like a guy just would hang out at the bar and chill. laugh and joke yeah. yeah enjoy have a conversation don't worry about selling the product they know what you do they're gonna buy it you know what i mean like i don't go in there and talk about art like i very even i rarely talk about art funny thing people are like you like uh go to museums i'm like nope they're like who's your favorite artist i'm like me <laughs> i don't even know any art <laughs> i don't even know them i don't care you know what i mean like i'm just chilling i'm enjoying people in the social aspect of life and when you do that with clients and you talk to them and you listen to them, you could have a conversation with a client for an hour and not say a word, and you're going to get off the phone, and they're going to be like, that was the best conversation I ever had. You didn't even say anything. People want to be heard. They want to be learned. You know what I mean? So you learn about them. At the end of the day, they'll buy it. You have a, a great philosophy and psychology of business. It's sales. Yeah. It's doing door-to-door sales at like 15, man. Me and my buddy were walking up to doors trying to sell these restaurant coupons you have 30 seconds for these people to like let you in the house you know it's saturday they don't want to see two schmucks like us come up to their door and, and sell them some garbage you know what i mean but we did it we were bank at 15 years old i was making like 100 bucks cash a day and i was thrilled 
I keep thinking Wolf of Wall Street yeah. when he's in there making the cold calls and he goes out to the dude, right. Jonah Hill with the big white teeth. That, that's what I keep thinking <laughs> when you talk about that. Yeah, they're like, here we go. <laughs> and then they go do the, the crack. Yeah. That was a great movie, man. Yeah, you ever meet him? Leonardo? I, I So I was in L.A. Um, this has got to be two years ago, too. And, and Jordan was doing a podcast at this guy. He owns this card shop. I forget what his name was. So me and Darren Prince were there and he walked in and I was like, it was like across the room. I'm not running over there. There was no need for me to, you know, talk to him. But I was like, that's fucking Jordan. Wall Street, man. I was like, it's crazy. Smart dude. Smart dude. Smart dude. And then he goes to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. in Australia. Oh, my God. He's killing it now, though. Killing Social it. media was made for him. Oh, yeah. Like, this is a gold mine for him. Gold mine for Better him. Better than any market out there, you know? I read his book, Straight Line. It's called The Straight Line. Was it good? Yeah. It, it was really good. It was, it was really like how to... Almost what you're saying, like you get a philosophy, yep. network, you know, pretty much what you said. Yeah. And it, it's really good. And he is smart. I mean, nobody can make that. Whether you're a drug dealer, you're completely illegal, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Right. It You have to know what you're doing to make money. You do. And you have to genuinely like the experience. Like we're built like human lie detectors. So if I come in here and I just robotically ask you about yourself, you're going to feel that, man. You're going to feel that lack of energy and you're going to be like a... But I genuinely want to know about you and you and you. I think it's interesting because we're all built with our little sort of universe. You know what I mean? And uh, and people feel that. And then they want to be around you again. You know what I mean? They want that energy around. You're 100% right. So. Now, what does Patrick do when the metaverse hits? Because the Spider-Man is already in the metaverse. I know. Do you I know, know that? I know. Spider-Man is. Yeah. Because the Spider-Man... Yeah, you can go in the metaverse right now, and you can play around with eight different yeah. Spider-Mans from eight different times, and they have... Do you know the Spider-Man makes them make one one Spider-Man a year to keep Spider-Man? Really? Yeah, so I forget. A Marvel, yeah, I believe, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So I forget who produces the actual production, but whoever it is, they have to make one Spider-Man a year, and they missed one, and then they move Spider-Man over into the Marvel comics... It was like Spider-Man, whatever. Like, isn't it Marvel and Sony or something like that? Sony. And there's that's what one is. has the rights for merchandise, one has yeah. it for the movies, and like it's a weird... Yeah, yeah. it's Sony. You're right. Absolutely yep. right. And Sony wants to... Whatever production company it is, one Spider-Man a year. Yep. That's why they keep switching them up right. like that. You got to keep it going. You can also hang out with Snoop Dogg in the metaverse. I know. He's got a little house out there. Yeah, hang out I'm learning about it, man. Like I, I invest in it, and... Um, you know, I, I think I'm more into the NFTs right now than the metaverse, but I'm trying to get into it and get more involved. There's just so much, man. Like, I started with the crypto. I dumped a ton of cash in that. I lost a ton of cash. I made some, and I lost it. I you would advise I mean? you to run. Yeah, bro. bro. I mean, I think I uh, I think I have like $1,600 in crypto now. <laughs> that was a big number one point, man. I was like, <laughs> I'm I sure loaded. And then I was like, mm. These people, all these people come in, they try to, no. Rug pull, left and right. Not. Rug pull, rug pull. So um, then I got in the NFTs, and I started doing those, and I made some money off that. That was fun. How about the NFTs? Now, as, an, as a genuine artist like yourself, what do you think about this NFT shit? I feel like I'm, it took me seven guys in here to figure it out what the hell it is, and I still don't really know other than it's just a bunch of it's a paintings asset. together that you sell that the money's in the air that is paid for by, and, right. and there's no copyright phone. issues. Yeah, it's it, man. It's a digital version. I mean, aren't the copyright issues going to hit at some point? 
I don't know. I mean, the problem with the crypto world and that world in general is there are, are no regulations. So, like, these crypto guys are out there rug pulling and just burning people left and right. There's nothing anybody can do. There's no regulations right now. So we had this guy in, right? Yeah. Patrick, no. Listen to me. I think the fucker's a CIA agent. I said it to his face. I, I told him. I think he is. What okay? And what he said about this is that the reason why they're not, like, the IRS isn't taxing Bitcoin, yeah. the crypto, this, that, the other is because like the miners and then, then this goes also to the marijuana like federally it's schedule one right but state by state you can go buy it yeah so he says right rob ah well i know this guy he knows every guy that ever lived on the planet i guess yeah. so this guy that he knows told him that what they're doing is for crypto let's say they're letting guys like me and you i don't mess with the pretend i did figure yeah. it all out all yeah. the problems all the mistakes perfected yeah then the IRS comes in and says, hey, you, oh, you made a million. We're not going to hit you on the 39, 40% bracket, but we're going to grandfather you, and we're gonna, you're going to pay 15% on what you made. And now, for the rest of your life, maybe it's $100 a month payment. Right. But they're going to get their money. Yeah. And they're going to do the same with the weed. Scary, bro. So all these guys with the weed, you don't think the IRS is it's coming? scary. No. The IRS is letting all the planters and the growers right. figure it all out, or you know, the DEA, yep. I yep. guess. Or the government, you figure out, you do all the hard work, right. how to plan it, where to plan it, and when you have it perfect, then we're gonna come in, and all you guys that figured it out and spent all your money with the lobbyists to yeah. get them to say, yeah, ah, oh, yeah, twenty percent for the rest of your life, you're gonna pay back on those millions you made, and you know they're gonna do it. It's brutal. It's yeah. too crazy right now. It's, it's crazy. too crazy. And no regulation. I mean, so crypto, NFTs, metaverse. I want to speak intelligently. Not only from the social media marketing company, but as an artist, I want to have an NFT, so I always seem like I'm cutting edge. I look a little taller. At the end of the day, I'd rather have something physical, yeah. you know, yeah. in my hands. I mean, That's for me to have a picture of this and show it to you, like, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like, well, Wasn't that why the reasoning why over the past year that, like, the baseball card have just gone through the roof, the prices? Because, like they were saying, like, you know, with the NFTs and everything, people really want the physical form of something. So I'm into vintage basketball yeah, cards. Yeah. You know, so I've got, like, a Jordan rookie PSA 9, a Bird Magic PSA 9. You got the index, uh, the upper deck Jordan? I have the, the Fleer. The Fleer, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Man, I have it, too, yeah. yeah. I steal the card shows all the time. I, I, I love I, it. You have it on the screw down? The no, screw down man, it gets ruined. If you have it screwed down, bro, it flattens it, then it's altered. You'll get a lower grade. Oh, fuck. Take it out. To, you got in the screw down? I got in the screw down. Uh, you should buy some I got Griffin in the screw down. <laughs> I want him. What's his name? I can afford him. Uh, dude, uh, I have Lou, a Will Lou, Chamberlain action you got shot. A Will Chamberlain? I have the four in a regular, but then I have his rookie uh, action shot, and there's like only 30 of them out there. Like, it's crazy. It's very It's. I like it, but I don't want to have a picture of it. I no. want the goddamn yeah, card. Car. Yeah, and if I want to sell it, I like to have some physical cash. <laughs> yeah. I don't want you to give it to yeah. me in this in, up yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, like in some like right. air that yeah. that tomorrow cannot be there. Bitcoin that I gotta sell, get miners' fees to sell it. Oh no, it's Ethereum today. Ethereum, that's or right. Or douche so. next day. <laughs> Why would he name that douche? It's amazing. I guess it's a douchebag. <laughs> I don't know. So I like the physical too. I'm rolling with it. I don't know, man. I, I do think in the future though. I think they're onto something. I think this is going to evolve. It's going to evolve into something very different. It's almost like you know the video game started with Atari with the one joystick, and then yeah. all of a sudden now you have 
metaverse. Like I think the the payments are going to go in the the blockchain. I think it's going to make sense in the future. And I think the metaverse is too. Like imagine if you want to be a doctor and you want to learn, you could literally go into a different world when they get to that level and operate on people and and have you know serious situations come up. Because if you get on those Oculus. You go on the rooftop in an Oculus, you feel scared. You know you're on the floor. It's not real. I was walking a plank and I was sweating. I was like, I was getting nervous. So I think there are going to be applications that come about that make sense. What we're doing right now is we're just having a little fun. Yeah, and even from the perspective of like a, a basketball game, you can sell an infinite infinite amount of courtside seats. Hell yeah. So if you don't want to be in L.A., Philly, you know, you yep. can sit at your house and be courtside and have the same, you know. Amazing, right? It's crazy. And I mean, that's what it's going to come to. But what are you going to do? You're going to go around and buy land in this metaverse and that one? And Fuck all that. I, I, bro, it's too much. I can't. Yeah. I focus on what I'm good at. Yeah. Yeah. I try to diverse as best as I can. But at the end of the day, I know how to do this. And I'm really good at it, and it works. Yep. And that may be a dinosaur thought process, but I'm going to stick and stay for now. I'm with you. I'm not into this NFT thing, metaverse. Not, I don't even. I've never even seen it. I right. just read about it yeah. just to be up to date. I know it's common because yeah. they got the metaverse, and then they got the multiverse. So the metaverse is Facebook, right. Facebook, obviously, because of Meta. So how do you know which one to buy? Where am I supposed to buy land over well, here? Over here. Well, like the movie. Oh, that shit. Yeah. That, oh, I got fooled on that one. Me and him. You too. You got fooled too, buddy. Don't play that game. We This guy came in. We didn't know. And we pulled up this earth.co. And okay. it was like all this land. And it was like you could buy like a little spot in China, a little spot here. And, right. I, and I'm really, you know, I don't know this stuff. You know, this ain't, right. I have no interest in fake shit. There yeah. are things I can't. Well, what are you going to do? Now you're going to go home and sit on your land and, and you're, I don't even know how, you, I don't even know what you do with it. To be honest with you. I guess what you do is like you buy land, a part of China, yeah. right? Okay. So this is a. You know, you get enough people in there and you, and somebody has a restaurant here. Right. Okay. Well, everybody would want the bar next to the restaurant or something. Yeah. Or there's a nightclub and then like yeah. an after hours bar. It hurts, bro. So then you would go by the bar and then everybody wants the after hours bar next to the bar. So yeah. everybody goes to it. And if you get enough people, now they're all bidding on it and blowing up this spot of land. I'm seeing this and I think that this is a real piece of land. Right. <laughs> and I'm thinking 3K. 5K, you know, maybe one day I'll go out there and build something. And I actually went home and looked. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it, had, it had like the, it was like the stock market going across Tommy's the like, bottom. I'm thinking about buying you, land you ever in Japan. Seen this? I'm like, oh shit, really? And it's, Yo, you're like, let me get in on land. You guys ever see this shit? Land. Like, oh, pull up Earth Co. Yep. I'm telling, look, if, if I didn't tell you what I just told you, Patrick, <laughs> you got it scrolling like, like you're watching the stock. Do you still have it? Hell no, I didn't buy anything. Oh, I was, you, 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 you caught it? <laughs> yeah, I caught Quick it. enough. Yeah. Well, you know what stopped me when it said uh, Coinbase or whatever. Right. I was like, nope. Yeah, yeah. I, but even at the Coinbase part, I thought it was real. Right. It's Earth.co. I'll never forget that. It's coming up something different now. Oh, it is. Or just to put it in uh, Google. Is but they would have it. I went home. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna get. L.A. looks good. I used to go to L.A. all yeah. the time, stay at the Hilton right there, go over to the Staples Center. Oh, wow, 300 bucks. That's crazy. I can get a I'm piece like, of property right next to the Staples Center? And I'm thinking, <laughs> I was paying 750 a night for a shack across the from the Staples Center or 1000 a night. They might have taken it down. I don't know where. They might have. I don't remember where it was. Yeah. No, it might be. I think this is it. This is it right here. Yeah, this is it here. This is it. So this was, yeah. Yeah, now... Yeah, this was it. Okay, go to the marketplace. It's all up here. You see it scrolling across the top? Okay, Patrick, give me a little bit here. You see that? Yeah. Okay, so now tell me, if you didn't know anything about this at all, you're just thinking maybe this 
and you didn't read the 3D Like, part. the world looks a little weird, but I think it's legit. I think... I didn't read the... Th- <laughs> I mean, it yeah. looks like a pair of pencils. They just, think, put the I mean, th- they just put the 3D shit in now. That wasn't there before. All right, so okay. what you're looking at. Right. So now, I'm here. Go to Marketplace up there. Uh, left. Right next to... Yep. Okay, so you could put in, like... what? All right, so I'm like... Whatever. Can you pull that up? So you can... It says buy. View. Buy. View. Yeah. So view one of them, Rob. And look... You got the 99.9%, all this crap. France? Is this France? Yeah. And then you can see the physical place for sale. It's amazing. Buyer bid. You see this? Yeah. And then you could build the- uh, 100 bucks. Build some- I think I would. I think when I saw the price, it would. Have, I would be like, mm. you know what I mean. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, well, maybe it's new. You know, it's not out yet. I was like, I'm thinking about you getting know. land in Japan. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. You know, maybe, <laughs> no, maybe, maybe there's a war going on in there. I don't know about. It. I'm not going there anytime soon. I'm, it's an investment. After they blow it up and level it, well, now it's leveled. I don't have to level it to build. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole. Yeah. Well, listen, man. <laughs> So my thought is, all right, so let's, this has got to, I don't know. You buy the land, you build a house, a bar, whatever you do. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to sit in there and I don't even know what you do with it. Like, I don't have time. Well, I guess the hedge bet is, well, let's just say. People are doing stuff in this world, though. Yeah. Yeah, Buying stuff and building stuff, right? Well, it's it's like Mindspace or Minecraft, that video game. Yeah. It's it's what this generation kid loved it, but he also didn't have a job. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And he hadn't met girls yet. He was young. Right. Well, now you know? have like well a... the guys that are doing this don't have girls and probably don't have a job. <laughs> right. They'll because a... they'll just get a check in about six months for whatever. Oh. But the guys that are working, I didn't get an inflation check or whatever. No. They told me I was. They said pre-approved. They said approved and then denied. And then I go oh. talk to some schmuck that doesn't work and he gets 100, 100 Gs. <laughs> The fuck? But is he happy, Tommy? Fuck, he happy? Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> what, Rob? I was saying you'll have a virtual girlfriend and then probably a robot that will come over and do whatever you what need. What a disaster. Need oh, yeah, that's what a disaster. I mean, that's... Oh, Patrick will love this one. We always say this. You know that's going to happen. Of In course. the newspaper, buy a chick. She comes yeah. over. Hey, Harry, Patrick, you haven't shaved your belly in a month. You're about 30 pounds heavier with those Budweiser's and them <laughs> nut huggers. You look great. You look, uh, you didn't take a shower in five days. You know what, Patrick? I think you smell great you, after baby. six days. <laughs> We're close on the Jets yeah. right there, man. We're right and there. And then you say, baby, fight with me. I want you to get mad at me. F you, Patrick. Let's go in the sack. <laughs> I mean, this shit's really of coming. Of course. Of course. But look at This is the world we're going to. I don't want to do it. I'm old school. I don't want to either. I like people. I like people. I like go-getters. Yeah. That's I, it. I, I don't like all this shit. Like everybody gets a trophy. How do you feel about that? I think it's dumb. Kills innovation. Well, here's the thing. I talked to my uh, I have a daughter and, and two sons, and they're great. Awesome. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. How my first daughter. How old? Uh, she's one one year, seven months. You have a one? Oh, my God. Right. Anything four feet and above, gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was warned many times to not listen and looking for stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you were right in the beginning, man. Oh, thank yeah, you for I'm reminding right. me as if I didn't know. Yeah, you look tired now. <laughs> oh, yeah? No, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, thanks for rubbing it in. I feel a little tired of you. <laughs> I know why you're rocking the nine monsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my kids are, so I grew up in Middletown, Connecticut, and I went to an all-boys high school for the first couple of years, and I loved it. I loved the experience because... You know, even my cousin lived with us, you know what I mean? Like, we, we just busted each other's balls. Thick skin, man. You just keep hammering each other, you know what I mean? It's a different day and age. Like, my boys are good, and they got great senses of humor, and my daughter's as well, but there's a line that I can't actually cross, or it becomes offensive, and uh, I don't 
you know, it's kind of like a Chevy Chase with his humor. It's like an 80s humor. It's dry and dark, and some people don't get it. It's offensive. It's kind of like it's a little soft. I mean, listen, there should be a first, second, and third and a nothing because how else are you going to have a fire to do better? You know what I mean? If everybody gets an award, why do I have to work hard to be the best runner or basketball player or drawer or anything like that? There should be awards for it, I think. There's no innovation. Inno- right. Innovation if you just give. Motivation. Right? Motivation. Yeah. Anything. And yeah. nothing gets made. You know? Totally, man. So there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, that's why this guy, he was talking about, his, his name is uh, Ryan Alfred, right? Yeah. And his father died yeah. when he was 18, and he got obsessed with space-time. And Sam McInnes, you know how that is? Sam McInnes is a, a really, really big uh, forensic scientist, space yeah. scientist, all this. And they're, him and this kid, they're like super smart. This is real. This isn't conspiracy shit. Yeah. They've been actively trying to build a time machine. Okay. And I believe in time it will happen. Right. So Sam McKinnison and his like literature, his, his writings, whenever they are able to develop a time machine, it would happen from that day on. Yep. So if it was developed today, you couldn't go back past today. It right. would only be today. Got it. But you could go in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, then- that would like kill everything because then you could just run to the future and invade it now. Of course. But these are the things that are coming right. that just the world it's will cool. not survive. No, man. Listen, we got AI coming around the corner. Well, I don't even think we'll make it past them, <laughs> yet alone the time about, machine. You go to McDonald's at the uh, the airport, you're not even ordering to a person. There's a screen. Yeah. Boop, boop. You know what I mean? Like jobs are going to be depleted. I mean. Mm-hmm. It all evolves, man. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. like, we're Matrix. Yeah, we're, we're Matrix. Into the Matrix. And we're right about that My point. My friend, is he's he's uh, he's uh, convinced that we're our simulation right now. And I'm like, if we're a simulation, man. Then whoever's playing my character is fucking up because I'm like, <laughs> I should be doing way better than I am. Yeah, you know but if I mean? it's a simulation, you're in another simulation, too. It's too much. I and dimensions, yeah, you'll get all... I would be a little taller. Don't put me down this fucking route. Uh, we'll I read too much. Uh, yeah, no, I, I got real into it for a while. There. <laughs> it's really interesting to me. It know? is interesting, but if, if you start... Look, if I go down the rabbit hole, this is a simulation, then why am I going to care? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? doesn't really matter then. You but, know what I mean? But you say, why would you care? But you'll go back to work and everything else and not even think about it and then just be like, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe but you have a... But you. But other people will go crazy right. if they know. Right. You know what I mean? So, you, you know, society... I actually yeah. like my life, so I'm enjoying <laughs> it. <laughs> so what what do you see going forward? Like, what's your goals? You, you got the, the celebrities, got the clientele, you made it. Yep. You know, from yep. nothing, you yep. made it. So, so what's the next project what's the next evolution in your career so now i'm i'm working hard towards uh coming up with compositions for large-scale murals for buildings that i think are really interesting that i hope the public thinks are really interesting and i want to come out with a coffee table book it's a simple thing i want to do but even a simple coffee table book to have enough to have the right work to go into it means i have to do the right projects on buildings so i need six to eight more like amazing buildings to fill that and get that done. So that's my goal. And then when you do commercial, mm-hmm. when you say commercial, elaborate on commercial. Commercial building. So a, an entire building. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I specialize in them. I love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. Like it's to me, you know, if you're if you like to read or whatever you like to do, let's say you, you, you get this great book. When you get done with it, you're like, oh, I'm fucking done. It was awesome. You know what I mean? Like now there's nothing left. That's how I feel. I get on these buildings. I put in my little music, you know what I mean? I'm on a lift with a bucket. I'm driving up and down the building with my paint, creating something awesome, and it's great. 
to, so uh, there's no better place. The wind's out, the sun's coming down, people are coming up, they're watching you, they're loving it, they're asking questions. Like, it's probably the most positive experience you could have. And therapy, too. It totally. sounds like, like natural totally. therapy. Totally. The best therapy it's possible, awesome. right? My mother actually said that when I was... I think when I was 18, she's like, it's like therapy doing art. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It is, though, because you're with yourself to a certain extent, and you're thinking, and you're doing something positive, creative. You're stepping back. It's it's awesome. Kind of like with me with the coding, because right. you have to be so, right. like, just like, all right, you can't mess up. Right. You know, one thing, you might have to do the whole project over right. again. Yeah. And you got, at your career now, you don't have that, you know, if you mess up, you've got to be that quick fix that nobody knows about. Holiday. And my thing, if I hit one line wrong, the whole site goes down. And then you got to find it, though, right? <laughs> and then I got to, oh, yeah, because they change every time. Yeah, it's a gazillion so lines. you create this code and you create something out of it. That's How is that feeling when you're done? Good, but I want to shoot myself when I'm done because it's, <laughs> you know, two, 3,000 lines and you're looking for the 80 that you can change yeah. that are moved constantly by an update. I don't know how you do it's, it's nuts. But for me, it takes me away from all the bullshit in life right. because I'm like this. I have, you know, horse... What are those things horses wear? Uh, Horse blinders. Blinders? blinders. Yeah. Fucking blinders. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah, that was good. A simple word like blinders. I got there. Yeah, I got there. (laughs) Those fucking horses. Uh Yeah. But, you know, it's like this, so then all this other crap around, and I I would imagine, you know, what you do like that would be the same. Yeah, it's nice, man. You're focused. And then when you get back, I bet you could be better to your family and your kids and everything Yeah, they call it a hyper-focus, right? Is that what the word is? So if you're doing your coding and you're so into it, like literally nothing else matters. So if I'm painting, I could have a brand new pair of jeans on that maybe cost a lot of money and I won't even care if I get paint on it because it's not important compared to what I'm doing right I'm so hyper focused this is the most important thing to me in that moment and when you get that hyper focus and you can get rid of that noise and erase it all I mean that's kind of blissful you know I stopped drinking coffee in the morning but many more than once and this is why I stopped I would like bump it or something and it would fall on my leg burning hot but I'm in the middle of a line where I can't stop I don't stop and on very expensive jeans always white ones Always, Always white page jeans that are hard to get. Page, you could sleep in there. So I'm wearing page right now. All right, so am I. Bro, these jeans, they, they feel like sweatpants. Talk to me about page. Me unmo- too. I don't. I just found yeah. out about them. This part, podcast yeah. sponsored by Page. <laughs> Fuck yeah, hey, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. You can sleep in these. Yeah, they're so comfortable. They tell you to wash them two times a year. All right, guys, come on now. We're gonna get paid for this. Uh, That's true. That's true. No, they really are comfortable. Though. They are. I've, I've actually not met somebody who wears them other than you. Yeah, I just started rocking them and I dig them. More the lucky ones. Did you guys that. set this up? Was this set up? <laughs> <laughs> you guys got an advertisement. You for need page? to be organic. Yeah, but I will the page ad right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it will always be on a white pair of page, What's and then I'd have to look to find them because they would never have my size. What's like the biggest like when you're doing a mural on a building, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like factors that you might not think about that like can. Either delay it, temperature, temperature, weather, right? I guess rain and. So when I started uh, the second project I did in uh, Texas, it was uh, Frisco, Texas, and I, was, I got hired by this guy named Donnie Church. When he's a developer out there, he's doing amazing things, and I wasn't thinking. So I booked the project in July, not even thinking about the weather in Texas. I go out there, I start the project, I start, and I get up super early, so I started like eight in the morning, and I got my lift and my paint, and, I, and it's it's fucking hot, like it's super hot. Like, it's, like, kind of gross hot. Like, you can't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm drinking water, and I can't even drink it fast enough. I would dip my paintbrush in the can, and when I pulled it out, it would be dry before I touched the wall. Mm. 
So I was like, all right, this is not good. Like this is, it, I'm not even exaggerating. Like it was crazy. So I actually found that if I started after two o'clock in the afternoon, the sun was just starting to go over the building and I would buy maybe, you know, 30 to 60 seconds of that pain being wet. But I would have to work faster than normal because of that heat. And uh, that would, that was probably my biggest challenge. Yeah. Now, have you ever had a deadline when it was raining? Always, man. So you factor in. So if I do a project, I may book it for 30 days knowing I could do it in 20. you got to factor it in because that rain comes out of nowhere. And every exterior, it's like that. When I was doing, uh, I think it was the Brooklyn 12-story, I think we lost probably two weeks because of rain over the whole period of time. What about, like, birds and stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Good question, yeah. On buildings. Birds are okay. Uh, Birds are fine. Um, It's the rain. It's the heat. Wind? Um, Wind's not wind's okay. I mean, I would get these tents to cover the the sun on the ground, and wind would sometimes blow them away. But, but it's 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 diet and water too, man. It's like eating correctly and drinking because you're out there on that lift all day, and you don't want to get down, man. So, you know, and you want to feel light, so you don't want to be bogged down eating this heavy food. Like I, I'm really strict now when I do murals. I eat super clean. I don't drink alcohol. You know what I mean? Like not like back in the day when I'm painting the mural because I want to wake up fresh with the mind clear and and kill it um not that i you know don't ever drink but but now i try to keep <laughs> not not why you're doing the mural right <laughs> <laughs> listen sometimes you go to these towns man and, and the towns are amazing they invite you in and you end up going out and eating at night and drinking and and uh and, and the next day you're like i shouldn't have done that <laughs> a little, little bit slower a little more he's got to take you gotta take a drive down to winwood one day yeah it's like yeah. two an hour and a half from here and there's murals on the buildings it's the, like i told you arts you yeah know, try to do it in west palm too but you gotta check that out. yeah i do want to check that out. it sounds yeah, awesome it's cool. awesome it's fun i mean like yeah. the way i look at it is when i was a kid i was driving through wesleyan college with my parents and there were these little murals on these windows and i saw them and i was like i want to do that someday so my hope is my murals are inspiring some kid to want to become an artist. And then from a marketing standpoint, exterior murals, there's nothing better. If you look at the buildings I do, doesn't matter if it's two stories or 12 stories, I write my name up the side of the building at Patrick and, you know, mm-hmm. that's my signature. I used to sign a crazy signature. Now I, letters, block letters, yeah. P-A-T, like yep. you know, with the at sign before and I get work from it. Fat Every Frank, use fat, fat Frank font. What? You can't the 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 font, the font is actually is actually called Fat Frank. Is it really? Yeah, it is so blocked and bold. You cannot and miss. You can't miss it for anything. Yeah. I promise you, they won't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Pull up his Instagram. He you got some cool stuff on Instagram that is on your website. Oh, you got it up. Okay, scroll down a little bit. You want to talk about any of these, Patrick? You got some cool. So that's stuff a fun stuff. one. So that's Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase, with, man, uh, with Freddie, man. You got a uh, that was so funny. He comes up and oh my god, Robert Ingles, wow, nice guy, and he's like, give me some silverware, and he, he pretended to do the little hand knife, and that was fun. That was oh, a good night. So cool. Oh, that wow. was in Pittsburgh uh, a couple weeks ago, actually. How old did you say he was now? Seventy-eight. He wow. still got. He still got. He still looks like he's hundred percent. Super funny. Oh my God! It's uh from Doc. Yeah, Doc Brown. Yeah. Doc from Back to the Future. Yeah, it is. Dude. So Christopher, uh, Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Uh, Christopher yeah. Lloyd. So I had just done a mural about of Back to the Future mural. Back to the Future so one and two. Uh, like my favorite yeah. movie. Something. Favorite movie. Yeah. I just watched it again the other day. I love it. We went to a uh, an event for a friend of ours, and and they had a mock up of the of the Back to the Future yeah. car there. Wow. Awesome. He looks. He it, looks it was absolutely glorious. identical. He looks good, actually. Well, yeah, he's he looked does. this age his whole life. Yeah, he's never aged. He's looked old forever. Yeah. Ah, oh, he was the best. He was yeah, the best. That's wild. Debbie. So we keep going. Snow sculptures. I do those with my kids every year. 
Oh, that's we, cool. We just kind of go crazy. You can, uh, I think there's a few of them in there if you want to look at them. Yeah, you even had the turtle, uh, whatever you call them, on their skin. Oh, yeah. I know you're an artist. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to do sand. Look at the dog. Snoopy. Ah, Snoopy. Yeah, so we would go crazy with that. That's so it's cool. Always fun. What was their favorite one, Snoopy? That was the first one, yeah. That was cool. There's Bill Murray and Chevy. I had a breakfast with them, which is amazing. That was like a... Bill Murray. That was a crazy moment. Bill Murray. He's super funny. Funny as hell. Yeah. There's Magic. Yep. Magic, that was a good one. I've done a bunch of things. Uh, super nice guy, right? One of the nicest. Genuinely nice. Super friendly. Oh, that's cool. He, what, and what's he got? He's got the Dodgers. He's got all kinds of stuff going He's on. He is a mogul, man. What else did he buy? He bought something else. I forget. Uh... Doesn't he own like a soccer team too? Yeah, and I think he's a part. I think he, he's part owner of a basketball team. I'm not sure. I think a, some type of restaurant too. Is that a pumpkin? Yeah, yeah. So we do pumpkins every year too with the kids. Wow, that's a wild pumpkin. That is wild. It's a little little hardcore. It's real. Wow. <laughs> All right, now I know who to call next Thanksgiving. Yeah, damn, I need you to come uh, do my pu- uh, pumpkin for me this year. I only have to buy one bag of candy with that pumpkin <laughs> at my front door. <laughs> 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 save save a couple hundred bucks with Patrick. <laughs> All right, keep going down. I'll show you a cool one, actually, if you want. Let's keep going. There's a Back to the Future one, though. Where is that? Uh, right there. I'll click on that to the right. Right. So all of this is life-size. The car is life-size. The oh, people. Wow. There's another picture of it down lower if you want to get out of there. Yeah. Uh, what do you like better, Back to the Future 1 or 2? Oh, they're so different, man. I mean, 1's always a classic, but 2 is cool because you have that bolt, you know. Is that Willie Nelson? Yeah. So if you go down the middle one, Willie Nelson, you'll see the time lapse I do. Go ahead, click on that. So this is a two-hour painting. Two-hour painting. Two hours. Yep. Wow, this is so cool to watch. And if you're listening, this is Patrick flying through this. So what's that you just did? You threw like oh, do a wash, like a sepia wash. So what happens if you do that wash over the white? When I paint over it, there aren't going to be any like white breaks. If I miss a spot with the paint, it always looks filled in, and it marries the colors together. Wow. That's it. Two hours. Two hours, Patrick? Yeah. I can't draw that. Nobody could do that. Is yeah. there anybody else that you know that could do that in two I'm hours? Sure. Two weeks. Is there anybody you know that could do that in two hours? Uh, at that at that accuracy? Uh, I know a couple people. They don't really do this style. They're more into like the, the Renaissance style or, or, or things like that. But there's like a couple artists there, like uh, Sean Crosby, Pascal and Ballard. But they don't do necessarily this kind of commercial work. So it's a different That's it's awesome. a different beast, you know. Absolutely amazing. If you scroll down, you see there's that. That's the building right there. See with the heart? Up. Oh, yep. That's the one where in Frisco where the paint was just drying. Gotcha. And this is me just kind of talking, talking about, about it. You can get out of that. There's a, there's a better picture of it if you want. Is Gronk? What is he? Six seven. He's a big dude. He's tall. His whole family—they're all animals, man. They're all just big monsters. And he takes hits left and right. He plays injured. Mm-hmm. That, that's a man right there. Yeah. You meet some of these athletes, and you are like, "That's a man." Like just their size in general. You're like, they're just built. You know. When I first met A Rod, Rodriguez, his back. Right, so big, and everybody says he took all the shit. Listen, he he didn't take nearly what the other people. Right, did. he was big. They began for a, yes, he was. His back is like this naturally. Yeah, yeah. that little bit of stuff he took yeah. was just a little something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just hated him. Big was man, going, huge. There's Doc. Doc. Yeah, that's. <sighs> I like that. And that was this another old video. That's a little video of it. Yeah, play that. That's so cool. 
Turn up the sound. There's the grid. Oh, yeah. There's the grid on the paper, numbered, right? So there's your little numbers. Yeah, that's what I would do. I see how you do it. Fuck. It's amazing work, man. Thanks, brother. Now, how long did the car itself take to paint that? Four or five days. That one I took my time. That looks exactly like Doc, too. And you did this on what building? I'm sorry. This is the Ford building in Frisco, Texas. There's uh, two businesses in there, Bittersweet Ivy, a boutique, and then Karma Fitness. Uh, so what we do is when we do these murals on walls, here's a donated one, the Tiger one, um, it, it makes it a landmark, right? It makes it a landmark within the town. Oh, wow. That's actually my son Carter on the right. Oh, that is so cool, Try man. Try to pop them in when I can. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. A little cred. Keep going down. Is it? Is a? You know what? Keep going down. This, this one's cool. All right, that one right there. Down, bottom right. Uh-huh. Oh, the, that's a fun one if you like the time lapse. Yeah, I do. Oh, where's the volume? I'm always amazed to see this. Like, oh shit. So this is another two to three hour one. It's just amazing. You could do all that that accurate in two to three hours. Well, this is one where he like he passed away, and I was like, I'm gonna bang out a quick mural. So I did it that night. Popped it up and it did well. Now, is the paint killer? Is that really expensive paint? It's all house paint, man. Really? See, there's some paint I use that's expensive, and it's made by Golden. It's a slow drying acrylic, um, and I'll use that for more fine stuff. But if I'm doing buildings, Sherman Williams house paint. So I could do a you know four story building, and it's going to cost me you know few hundred dollars to paint it but the labor and your time the labor and, and time and risking your life sometimes up there a little bit, <laughs> a little bit so, you know yeah, that's you what know. i'm getting paid i'm getting paid to do something nobody else can do that's yeah. it. that was a fun one i'm sure that was yeah that's cool perfect how did you get jordan's face that perfect can't mess it up man it's jordan you know well you didn't mess it up you gave him a bigger uh shoulder <laughs> he might have worked yeah, out a little bit more that day <laughs> that's cool and now that's for charitable work. See that apple? That's for lime and orchards, and that uh, they donated like thirty k to Connecticut Cancer Foundation. That's so awesome. See how their lifestyle down there? Yeah, you yeah. idea of how big it is. And that's like three Ds looking. Like you're like it's called Trump Loy, so it means to deceive the eye. So I make it look like the building goes in. So that Tommy, that's what they do down. What, what month is that? What's that? On the road here, they do it. Oh, they did the, it last, the last chalk, month. The chalk festival, so they paint. So that's you called anamorphic. That's so that's when you paint it down and it looks like it's. Yeah, like you're like going to go into lava and down yeah, steps. Yeah. They do a whole. Uh, that's called anamorphic. So if you want a can, you'd have to paint the can and it's like 40 feet long. And then when you look at it, it's like. Boop. Yeah, they do every. They do the, the sidewalk yeah. thing. It's so cool. It's crazy. So not, not this year, but last year or the year before, they come out with chalk. Yeah. Oh, like killer artists. Right. And it's right over here. And they close the street down. Yep. The whole street yeah. kills traffic around yeah. here. It's a nightmare. <laughs> and they take chalk and they paint like really good. Yeah. Two years ago, it poured. I'm not doing that, man. Yeah. I wouldn't either. What do you do? you got to be out of your mind. And they covered it and stuff. But when it pours in Florida no. and it, went, and it yeah. blows, right. good night. I'm not doing that, man. No, these guys flew from all over the world for this. That's thing. passion and love. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love what I do, but not that much. Yeah. You're not going to go in and I'm do get someone... paid. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you draw it and it rains, nobody's yeah. going to buy anything you have. In... That's what I'm like. I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. Real quick. <laughs> I gave it a try. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you painting those Jordans too? Yeah. Shit. That's for a friend of mine, Chris Bolo. Tyson Boxing Love. So, oh, you know what? Go down one a little bit. 
Uh, that one. Click the Tyson bottom right. Bottom right. There, there you'll see go. some nice detail. This will be a good one. You had the stupidest verses, dude. the truth. Now everybody giving them guesses. Yeah, that is detail. Even his tooth. If you're listening to this, you can see his tooth. The tattoo is perfect. So if you go, all right, click out of this, and you'll hear him talk about it. Go uh, that left above Chevy, left top. Okay. Yeah, put on the sound on that one. So when Mike Tyson asks you to paint a mural of him with horns, there's only one thing you can do. <laughs> paint it. So I painted it. I oh. shipped it out to my friend Nancy Hadley in California so she can stretch it for me. And I jumped on a plane and flew from east to west coast. There's nothing better than seeing the reaction on someone's face when you show them their mural for the first time. It's absolutely amazing. Happy did a great job on this picture. That's, I've never seen anything like this. This is really scary. Um, the eyes look real. It's a great job. Thank you. Mm, so cool. Super nice guy. And, and the most amazing thing to me about that, he asked you to do that off the cuff. I know. It's not like you had time to really you know process it off the cuff and it's perfect he's real high man he's what really was high. the hard <laughs> he's real high out of, out of all them you've done yeah what was the either most difficult or hardest one for you i know you, you this is what you do but was the one that was like man this, this was challenging it was tough um maybe took a little bit took a little bit out of you i know you did a lot i've done a lot so i know that yeah Any, uh Anyone that really was like, man, this is this is uh, more challenging than I thought it might have been. I think when a challenge comes, I mean, the, the TV shows were all challenges because of the time constraints. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, I mean, the challenge comes typically from outside sources, not the project itself. So the project itself, I mean, yeah. give me a, something to paint, I can paint it. You know, architecture is harder than a portrait because it has to be exact, right? Straight lines and so on and so forth. So there's different things that are easier and different things that are harder. But usually... The difficulty in this comes from what you're doing in your personal life, whether you have you don't sleep because of kids or finances or somebody passes away or you have to go to a kid's wrestling match, and but you're supposed to finish this job. Like, that's when it becomes difficult. The projects itself, man, I mean, really, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't feel... All right, funnest one, then. Or most fun? Yeah, one you, you really enjoyed. All right, go scroll down. Keep going. Keep going. Now, while he finds that, Patrick, yeah. tell me how you manage your time with kids and you're not in the doghouse 24 hours, seven days a week. I have a very understanding person in your life. Yeah, <laughs> have, you, yeah. have you got any tips for a guy over across from you? Listen, man, you have to be superhuman, you know, or your uncle dad. It's your choice. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, uh, I have an unlimited amount of energy. And, Is that uh, from the movie? Yeah. Lady Gaga. And, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, let me see that. I tell you, she could sing. I don't know what she was doing on Epstein Island, but she could sing. (laughs) I don't care what she does, she could sing. I like that. You got to have an understanding woman, and you got to be able to multitask. So if I'm at an event, I can still do emails, make phone calls. I'm seventy percent present. But when, so that you you'll constantly call home wherever you're at. That one right there, right here. That's one of my to the right. That is one of my favorites. And see if you can scroll through. There should be other images in there. Look at the details. These are all oh, that people looks legit that I know. Like a picture, like a photo. Wow. This is the mural that was at Heard Restaurant. 
Wow. So I was able to do a mural for Sounds myself. Like a goddamn photo. That, like yeah, a like if I would just glance at that, you're right. I would think there was people there. So the point was whenever we took a picture in the bar, Make it, it always looked busy. So let's get out of that, and I'll show you the other one. It should be very close. Very good move, Patrick. Scroll very down a little move. bit. Keep going. Did, St did uh, Stallone know that uh, Hulk was going to be choking him? <laughs> he loved it. He did he? Stallone loved it? No, Hulk loved it. I'm Hulk's sure he done, did. Hulk's me do a bunch of them. All right, we we're almost there. Keep going. You got the guy from Rocky. It's Charlie. Sheen is Hulk again. Sheen. Magic. Russell Simmons. Hogan's biceps are huge. Keep going. 27th inch pythons. All right, that one right there. See Metro Movies in the middle? Yeah. Go ahead and click on that. This is probably my favorite. Oh, shit. Eight portraits all the way across. And 21 days. And how long did this take? That took 21 days. By the end, I was doing a portrait every three days. Oh, my God. Look at that. Wow. You got a lot of practice in, huh? Yeah. I love <laughs> it, though, man. That's my daughter, my son. My other son's in it. Um, their mother, Allie. Now, when you pull that down and you take the kids and... and you know your wife there what do they say i mean they, they and, and you just gotta be like i'm just cool like it's um, no big deal yeah but you know deep down you're no, right. I'm like look at you man yeah, yeah. like it <laughs> well, give me some respect this is right on route nine in middletown so that is awesome. a million people pass it a year i mean it gets a lot of views fantastic wow and there are all the people that were in it that is that's so it. cool so that that's probably one of the most fun i've had on a project Go back to uh, Patrick's webpage and yep. all the charities you do. I really want to point that out because that that's a great thing you're doing. Thank so you. go to charity, and then you have the CT Cancer Foundation. Yep. And that's with uh, – who are you doing that with? Jane Ellis and John Ellis. John actually just passed from cancer a month Did ago. He? Yeah, Jane, the great family. That's the main one that I donate to. That's the one where they get the majority of my energy and effort because I love what they do. I've created a great relationship with them and uh, they do phenomenal. So that's that's my big one. And then teed off Lime. Yeah, but it's a small one that I that did one. a one-off. MJ Petretto, I've done a bunch for. Rosie O'Donnell, I did one for live at the event. Canvas Peace Project, I've done a bunch for. And what was the Canvas Peace Project? We'll go up a little bit actually. I'm gonna, even more important than that. If you go to, so the Rosie O'Donnell one, this is what changed Rosie Yep, that and I do Connecticut Cancer, same thing. But this is what uh, kind of changed my business and what, the advice I give to most artists out there. I'm like, listen, who's your audience, right? So I go to charities where they're doing two to $500 plate dinners and I donate my time to do a live painting that they can auction off, right? I don't get paid anything. They keep the money. But now you have the ability to be around two, three, four, five hundred people that have money, expendable money. So I tell these artists, make sure you go do stuff like that. And they, they don't, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But that has been my bread and butter for years. I mean, you're getting in front of like, literally your core audience right there. Core audience. Yeah. And, and they bring you on stage, they auction it off. Like you can't get a better commercial for yourself than doing that. And you're painting it live at the event. So everybody's coming by there. I mean, you're getting noticed. And they're there to buy something. They're there to buy something. So that painting right there, I did in, I don't know, two hours, went for $18,000. Wow. Congratulations. Thanks. Money. But you work hard, though. <laughs> it's not like you... <laughs> 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 we know where that went. <laughs> Believe me. So, yeah, different things like that. I mean... And then you got the Go Pink. Yeah. That's cool. Cancer. Yeah. Junior League of Hartford. 
Click on our Junior League of Hartford. That's pretty cool what, what you did there, Patrick. So that's my son when he was a little kid. <laughs> and I love that painting. Yeah, that is so cool. That's a fun one. So you as a painter, you can keep the memories. You know, as they grow older, because you're so yeah. talented with that, you can paint. So I describe it like it's a moment of time. When yeah. When I'm painting, it's a snapshot, man. You know Memory. I mean? it, totally. And I use, I would say, 90% of my paintings. If you go back to my Instagram, I'll show you another one that's fun. It's a family portrait. If you go up, just a little ways, keep going, keep going. Keep, right there on the right side. And you'll see the guy sitting over there. See my cousin Mike? There he is up there behind my father. Oh, yeah. Am I your way, Mike? No, no, no. I, I have a copy. <laughs> so this is a moment in time. My father since passed, you know, uh, my cousin's gotten a divorce from his wife. You know, like there's oh, people wow. that just don't, you know what I mean? But this is a moment in time which I love and, uh, and it's amazing to me. That really is. So if somebody hired you and they had their grandfather that passed away, their father, their mother, you could put them all back in time together. I can't. It really depends. Mostly, most likely I can. It's possible. If you come up with horrible photos, <laughs> right, like there's a, only so much like, a copy machine. There's only so much. Like, like a Polaroid? Right. Like, uh, What's the story behind this one? I, no, of course. It yeah, I want to know that, too. I keep yeah, seeing her, and now I want to know. What's the story behind this Other one? than, hello. I know. She's a super nice girl. Her name's Rachel. Uh, so there's an event called Salon, and it's where decorative painters get together, and they... They go to one location. I hope you'll still be allowed to go after this. <laughs> <laughs> you might have just fucking yeah. cock them on this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. So it was for this event, and I wanted to, uh, listen, there's nothing more beautiful than the woman's body. You got New York City there. It was actually going to be in New York City, so I wanted to do something that was going to catch attention, and it did catch attention. And, and I do all my own photo shoots, so it's, you know, I'm very serious about how I, I work. I would assume that that would catch attention because I've seen yeah. it about five times and yeah. you know, if he didn't say it and I saw it again, I was going to say it. <laughs> and if none of us said it, I was going to tell Mike to say it. <laughs> That's cool stuff, though, man. That's it. I'm really, really happy to do that charity thing. I love to see yeah. that. Yeah, listen, I, I wanted to do that for a long time, uh, but I had a girl work for me about, I don't know, 15, 16 years ago, and she's broke, and she's like, I want to. I want to go build mud huts in Africa. I was like, listen, you practically live in a mud hut. Go make your money first, and then you can help people out. You know what I mean? So, Sorry. listen, it is what it is. I didn't want to give to charities if I couldn't give to myself. So I got I had to get to a certain point because now I could do it stress-free for the right intentions. I'm not bugging out, and, and I love it. It makes me happy. It's a, it's a win-win. What was the first pre first big press release that you saw that you saw that was like, whoa, I'm really in there? Pull up his uh, press releases. I think the Daily News in New York. I mean, I'd been in the newspaper, you know, dozens of times prior, but local press in Connecticut. When I was in the Daily, I think it was the Daily News. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I saw you in the Daily that's News. That's kind of cool, man. Yeah, you get in the Daily News, yeah. the Times, the Post. Yeah. They're all huge. And the TV shows were amazing. You know, uh, the Dave Faraday Show, Bar Rescue, Kitchen Nightmares. When you start getting those, like, you're like, all right, that's kind of that's kind of cool. It's so funny how that networking just worked perfect. Yeah. And, you know, that's all it is with business. It it's really is. Everything. It's I, I everything. Had, I had an engineering firm. It doesn't matter now because mm -hmm. I got sick of it. Yeah. And the reason why the channel is called MSCS is because I had an engineering firm called MSCS Engineering. Nice. I got a structural engineer off of Craigslist. He yeah. built Miami University. He was bored. Probably wanted to get away from his wife. Right. You know, you get bored, right? Yeah. So now I sign him on. Now I can see all the building permits. So there's a place over here called The Breakers, yeah. and I had already known that they used a company called ACS. Mm -hmm. So like you, I called them. I have the building plans right yeah, here. Right. Hey, this is MSCS Engineering. We worked on The Breakers in 2008. 2000, I'm in Pennsylvania. Right. Getting in trouble. Fucking God knows what I'm yeah. doing, man. 
yeah, we were there in 06, 04, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, we've been looking. We lost our database. Next thing you know, we redid their uh, restaurant over there. That's all it is, though, man. (laughs) It's all bullshit. That's all it is. My sons, they need a job, so I got them a job with one of my clients. I go, here's the deal. I can get you the job, but you got to keep the job. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But it, it is what it is. And they were happy. They, they didn't care. Happy. And later, and after it was all done and they were happy, I go, you know, I'm not the company. <laughs> <laughs> and they just laughed, you know, because the, the work was done right. It doesn't matter. So it didn't matter. Right. Now, if it fell over the next day, I'd have a problem. But and like, a lawsuit. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know. I bet Patrick, uh, can you paint some shit out? You know, <laughs> put a big <laughs> on me. It's all right. <laughs> but it is important. That network is huge. So it's the daily news. This line. is just some of the press. If you Google Patrick, there's a lot more. But there's the daily news. Back up a little bit because I was used to read the Rob report. So that was Judge Judy's project. Connecticut under 40 was a great honor for me, obviously. I snuck in. Hometown. I think I was 39 and a half. I mean, I was right there, so. Yeah, it's saying like the top people from Connecticut yeah. under 40, yeah, right? it was awesome. It was good. It was good. Design New Jersey, decorating ideas. Decorating ideas was a big one because I was country home. Uh, Hartford Magazine, Home Living Connecticut. They're all good. I mean, I don't have all the newspaper ones in here because it didn't make much sense. It looked better like this. Yeah. Um, and I need, and it was like, to be honest with you, I need to update this. I don't think I've updated my media page in forever. And I always get made fun of because I have a social media company and I don't really do anything for my website. Right. right. I don't really yeah. need to. I, I and should. I'm, right. And I'm on every social media platform right. just putting up uh, right. links to my <laughs> shit. But I, my website, I update whenever I remember to update Right. It. Right. You're busy actually doing it. It's like the shoemaker has no shoes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Real quick, go to uh, Patrick's work and go to the commercial. That's a fun one. Land cheese is a fun one. Yeah, click on land cheese. That that was that's a lot of. Uh, I don't know how I would word that. Uh, so this one right here is on canvas. It's two strips of canvas. That looks hard as hell. It was. It wasn't bad. I mean, two strips of canvas installed, and this is where math comes in. And I forgot that day about the math, but I did it in two strips, top and bottom. I had the wallpaper installer install the bottom, install the top, and I realized I was six inches short on the top. So I had to basically have it joint compounded to be smooth so the canvas is the same level as the wall, and then I had to paint it in so it looks like it was always there. Patrick, do you know how many times I tried to draw a square that looks like you can go in it? Yeah. And I'm 40 and still can't draw a square. That, that's why when I looked at that, I said, that has to be hard as hell. No, no, it's nothing. That I can do it my eyes. Cl- I can't even draw a square that you can see through. You know, in, in high school, everybody can but of me. Of course. <laughs> we're going to work on that after. I, I had Rather my girlfriend in high school do it so I could show my friends that I wasn't a schmuck. <laughs> so see the Eli Cannons? That's not a, a complicated one, but that, that's a fun one to me because of the oh. concept. You know what I mean? It's just a simple concept. People standing on each other's backs, and uh, it was just kind of fun. And you come up with that concept yourself? Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. hell. Here's the pictures I took for it. Then I Photoshop them together and, and go from there. That's cool. Website's impressive how you break that down, Thank Patrick. You. And then go to the shop. I don't even know what I have in the shop anymore. And yeah, do you still have brushes? So the brushes are through my friend Pierre Finkelstein, faubrushes.com. They're amazing brushes. And it's just probably a link to him, and I get, like, a little fee. But I do more to promote him. You use them, good. too? I love them. Okay. They're we'll, amazing. We'll definitely have that link in the yeah. description. And you have... Oh, these are the paintings for sale. Okay. These yep. are still all for sale? Yep, they're all for sale. They're and and just to let you know, I've seen a lot of other painters like Patrick, and this is a good price. Yeah, it's a really they, fair These price. are not out-of-control prices. You know what it is, man? Uh, they're all rolled up. These are like, you know, like the Hulk Hogan, I did two of them. So I have one signed. You know what I mean? So there's, you know, he's got his, I got mine. Uh, they're rolled up, and I'm like, 
the other day someone was like, you should just sell them. And I was like, all right, what am I? I don't, they're rolled up. I don't do anything with them. Yeah. So let's try to sell them. I love that Rodman one. That's, that one is awesome. That's yeah. Yeah. And right there, right here. Is your Dennis Robinson? Right here. There it is. Yep. Thank you so much, Patrick. Yeah, you didn't course. have to do that. No, nah, pleasure. You man. got a good heart, man. I yeah, appreciate it. Your friend's very, he's a really nice guy. Really nice dude. <laughs> no, he really is. He is. He's a great guy. You kidding? All right, so then you got the uh, yeah. These are all different things that were just signed by celebrities when I was them. Like Tyson, signed Tyson. I went there that day with a glove, just a glove, had him sign, and then I painted around it because I was like, I got to get something for yeah, the studio. Awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got Tyson. The record's awesome. You got Gronk for sale. Yep. Oh, that is cool. The record. Oh, I'll tell you what that that Rocky panty, man. I love that. One. Uh, that makes you. Incredible Hulk. Got the original Wade Boggs. Original Wade Boggs. He's still around. Is he still? Yeah. yeah he's he in Tampa. Is he? Funny guy, man. Yeah. Super nice guy. Yeah. Wade Boggs. Yeah. If you're listening to this, go to his website and look at what he's got for sale. It's good. Thanks. That right there. That's my that, favorite. That's a kill. So I put that at 12K because I don't even really want to sell it. You got to. You know and you mean? got all the signatures. You got all? Hulk, Burt, Young, and you know, Uncle Paulie. I love it. That, that, would, that would be 30 anywhere else. Yeah. 30. We're, no, no, no. we're getting Burt Young on here, pal. Yeah. Let's do it. Uncle yeah. Paulie, man. Got to. Uncle Paulie. He's a great guy. You ever do a non-remote? Do they have to be here? I prefer. I'll pay for it. Okay. Because when, when I do it like Zoom, yeah. because you see how we sound, yeah, it doesn't match. I know. And then, you know, they're on the screen. I get it. And the quality just Love sucks. We'll get them over here. Yeah. Get I'll pay whatever. Before 11. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Right. No problem. You know, because the, the quality just doesn't I get it. Match, I get it. You know? Totally. But, Patrick, you're an interesting person, man. You're Thank killing you, it. Man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on here. This is fun. Anything else you want to you got coming up? Anything you want to promote? I mean, what about everything in the this description? This is a rotating door, man. It never ends. I mean, there's project after project. So, uh, you know, to talk about one would be insane. I mean, they just keep coming. So this is a great season. we got a bunch of buildings coming up, a bunch of in-house projects, and it's going to be fun. When are you moving to Florida with me and uh, your boy? I was talking to my cousin Mike today. I was like, i got to get out of Connecticut. Right. He's got to get the hell out of there. Cold, bro. I can't do it it's anymore. Cold, it's, it's cold. It's cloudy. Yes. Th- think, right? Just think about this. I know. Just think about this. It's, clo- it's cold. It's cloudy. It's dreary. Yeah. Think how better your art would be. I'm already happier. What? Just for one day here. The sun's right. out. It's warm. Hey, listen. When West Palm builds that new thing we were talking about before we got on here. Then you get me. Get them down here. They're going to build a Wynwood here. Yeah, by the time that's done, it'll be $20 million for a two-bedroom. Yeah, you better come now while it's, it's only a million for a one-bedroom. He's going to paint it. He's going to paint it. We're going to be good. Oh, maybe if you paint it. work for food. Yeah. I say we as in we're doing it. He's doing it. You set it off. It's fine. No, we want his ass down here so he's in here all the time. So I can ask him 200 work questions. <laughs> he probably doesn't want to fucking answer right now. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will be moving soon, though. I yeah, actually, it's dreary. My 17-year-old, my when he goes to college, I'm out. I'm out. What are we talking, a year? One Two years? Year. One more year. One year, bro. Is the rest of the family okay with it? There'll be somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get your ass down here. That's right, that's right. Look, you'll perfect things better. Yeah, I mean, Better move, get some vitamin D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You go to the I'm beach. I this. I gotta keep my spirits up. Yeah, you gotta go to the beach. It's good. It's hot yeah, all the time. Yeah. Huh? Sweat a little bit more. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to go up on, on top of a building, oh you know, God. in midsummer. I know. He. Oh, you'll go with him? Oh, he said he'll go with you up there. Oh, he's in. He's in. I'll have ice at the bottom for you. Yeah. <laughs> a little monster. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, to dehydrate you more so it kills you. <laughs> All right, Patrick, man, I had a good time. Make sure you come back, brother. Of course, man. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. Great meeting you.